0: Hello, and welcome back to Rerun the Jewels, a.k.a. Panthering, like, wrong podcast. Cast. Let's just keep it in <laughs> there, because you... that was I was, it was a playing bit. Yeah. a playing bit. This is the Arc of E yeah. podcast. Welcome back. My name is Noah. My name is Gavin. We're the Blanchard Brothers, and... Uh, We're reeling a little bit, obviously. Yeah. Because uh, we did we it. We
1: haven't. We fucking did it.
0: Yeah. We did we it. We single-handedly swayed the swayed the vote with our Run the Jewels, po- or Rerun the Jewels podcast, rather. Thank you to all 20 or 30 people who've listened to it at this point. Yeah. Very sweet of you. In the in the midst of all of the craziness of the last uh, couple weeks, if anybody actually took the time to listen to it, I was happy. So, yeah. yeah. Victory on our part. I, I think, think it so. was a worthwhile endeavor. I think those three or four nights of me Distracting myself from the election results by editing those was uh time well spent. Yeah, I agree. So yeah.
1: I just like did the cool artwork we did, the little mini photo shoot we did after the last one. That was kinda of fun. That was fun. Yeah. We should do that more more of that when we
0: get these like niche we things should, we're gonna do. I mean, you got all this camera equipment. We should take some professional photos of ourselves and like make a podcast logo that looks like, you know, all of the other cool shows that are out there.
1: Yeah, we could we could do that. We should do that. With some like explosions in
0: the background, maybe like a, a early eighties. Definitely just cats store. with shades on. Yeah. You know, like my three cats. Yeah. With sunglasses on. Mm-hmm. Uh something of that nature. For some sure. sort
1: of badass muscle car. Yeah. Um musical notes
0: in the background, maybe a little little I almost immediately transitioned into a colt wolf conversation, but I know you don't want to do that. I don't that. want to do that, Noah. There was could... there was something about September twenty second. That was like, you guys were definitely doing it. And then, no word for the last, like, two months. What happened, boys? I'm just curious. What cult, wolf, cult Wolf? No you're, Wolf. You're, there's no, there's no Wolf. It's no not over. No you're Wolf Productions. Over. That's it. Did you change your know, name for twenty twenty? We know 2021. You're listening instead of finishing Chuck The San Diego Twins, but I saw
1: You show me a video a video of them editing it, and I was like, oh, okay, I'm hoping, I'm I get hoping it. I'm hoping
0: that it's like they finished the edit. And then they shopped it around and like all of a sudden there was a bidding war and it's like it's just going to pop up on Amazon or Netflix like at some point in the next. Or HBO like Max. Two months. That would be pretty sweet. We'll talk about HBO Max in a bit. Yeah. Um. Maybe we should clarify what the heck we're doing here. Uh, This is basically our last pod before we get into our year end wrap up sort of stuff. Yeah and it's basically i just had a giant list of like movies and tv from the the post october post rerun the jewels era if you will so basically the last like 3 or 4 weeks and uh, yeah i got plenty of stuff to talk about i figured that was a good launching point i know at some point we'll do a a synchronic mini review mm-hmm. maybe not a spoilerific review because i don't think anybody's really seen it it'll be on VOD eventually but yeah. anyway so we'll do a little mini review of Synchronic we'll talk about what movies and TV we've been watching and then that's pretty much gonna be it and that'll be it for this month so happy Thanksgiving in yeah, advance happy, yeah happy Thanksgiving uh,
1: yeah glad you got to come up and see us you know hope you enjoy dinner <laughs> yeah <laughs> did yeah. mom tell you what we're doing like the whole Christmas card deal
0: oh we're taking like a photo what
1: Oh, no one's told you this. Good. I get to tell you firsthand. I think somebody has told me this. But go ahead. So I went I went over and saw him one night. Mom was like, you know, I don't want to do like a big thing for Christmas because I'm retired. I'm like, okay. Like, no one, I don't ever really go crazy for Christmas except for that one time in Toyland in Japan and we got shamed for it right then and there. And I've never, ever wanted to put a Christmas list together ever again, which I've told mom about multiple times. Anyway, um... <laughs> Keep it moving. <laughs> I said something we could do for, that would be fun would be to, like, let's actually do a legit, like, Blanchard family photo for postcards for Christmas, but we do, like, a ridiculous theme. Like, your favorite Christmas character. I was like, I'd put Noah in, like, a dirty old tank top and some jeans and get his hair all fluffled and, like, he's John McClane. Dad's got the slick back hair now because he's growing his hair out, so he kind of looks like uh, Carl maybe a little bit. He's got a little longer hair.
0: Dad is obviously Santa.
1: Right. He could be Chris Kringle. That's true. But Who mom, did you
0: suggest? I'm sorry.
1: I, I said he should be Carl. I'd, I originally said we should all do Die Hard. Like, oh, okay. I, We should all be Die Hard characters. <laughs> okay. You know, Mom could get the teased up here and be Bonnie Bedelia like, you know, Holly.
0: Right.
1: You're John McClane. Dad's Carl. And I'm, Weird. I'm okay. Sergeant Al Powell. It's just that simple. <laughs> yeah. Or It's dangerous territory, <laughs> sorry, sir. Or I could be Hans Gruber. It doesn't matter.
0: Um, I think maybe Hans. Mr. Way more towards Hans. McClane. <laughs> John McClane. If you're going to step on somebody's legacy, let it be the great Alan Rickman and not <laughs> no, Reginald Bell Johnson. Okay, not God. Reginald Bell Johnson. For God's sakes, Gavin. Okay,
1: um, But then mom's come up with all these different ideas. Now she wants to do a... Um, it's country way- and western themed, isn't no, it? No, Just, it's, tell, me. No, it's Just way- tell me. It's Ways to Get Rid of COVID. <laughs> that was her deal. She wanted to call it Ways to Get Rid of COVID. She wanted me... She wanted dad to put a suit on and look like Don Corleone. And he was gonna make it an offer it couldn't refuse. She wanted me to put on a Hawaiian shirt and be Scarface.
0: She,
1: she, okay. no, hear hear me out. She wanted you to get in I'm like a chef's
0: on these pitches, man. She Come
1: on. wanted you to get in a chef's outfit with like Hannibal Lecter mask and be like you're gonna carve it up with fava beans and Chianti. And then she wanted to be like an old woman who poisons people. And I was like, no, mom, you gotta go, Kathy Bates from Misery. We'll get you a sledgehammer, put you in some dumpy clothes,
0: and you could be Kathy Bates annie from from uh from misery no i tell i will explain what's been happening mom's been watching fargo season four and yes uh, i i would make a lot of sense for anybody who's watching that show right now which is a a decent amount i think it's about to wrap up we'll get to that in tv uh any anything else at the top of the episode um
1: no i mean that's pretty much it
0: well i'm looking forward to this christmas card
1: well, we're gonna try and do. I'd love it on to Thanksgiving. hear your pitch
0: in person, Mom. Yeah, I know you're listening. Love you. Um, anyways, happy Thanksgiving to everybody in advance. This will be the last time you'll hear from us for a bit, but then the plan is to hit you. Four episodes in December. We're gonna do favorite albums of the year, uh, favorite TV shows. Obviously, that's gonna be a fun one, and then what's probably gonna boil into some sort of two-part year-end movie wrap-up because I have a list of like 35 or so right now that are in the eight and above range in terms of like rating so I got a lot to talk about for the year-end wrap-up so I'm feeling a two-parter and maybe we'll get old Sunshine Mayfield in there as well so look forward to all of that but for right now what what do you want to talk about you want to talk a little synchronic I know it's semi-fresh on the brain you came by my work that was a nice surprise yeah tried to come in without a mask yep i was gonna add a whole joke and a
1: whole thing planned and but you just like put a mask on brother and i was like (laughs) god damn it he took my stole my thunder yeah um sorry
0: yeah no uh, i had to say something because if not my boss probably would have gotten up from her chair and been like excuse me sir you need to leave that's what i was hoping
1: that happened so then you could come in and be like,
0: "Hey." I just don't bail you out. I'm
1: like, I don't know this. But guy. I'm his I'm his brother. I'm just a fatter version. Like, look at him. <laughs> I don't know this. Can guy. you can you not see this? Like, come on. What Julie, I Julie, come on. <laughs> it's me, Noah. <laughs> it I pretend I'm you from the future where you don't have to wear a mask because everybody just lives with coronavirus. It'd be perfect. You just get a little oh, fatter, God. Julie. That's all. <laughs> Speaking of time travel, yeah, we can talk synchronic. It was pretty fun. Um, I had already watched I only watched one of the ones that you told me by these two directors. Um, the very first one, and it's, it's like I said, I I can see some of the seeds. Like you were telling me, you would. I by I the would. way,
0: you told me you couldn't find the endless. The endless is readily available no, on no, Netflix. I, no,
1: it was there. I just didn't. I, oh, you didn't watch it. Brian. I hadn't cracked open. I cracked open Netflix two nights ago. It's the first time I opened Netflix I in three not, months. I know
0: it's not your bag. I've got a lot of Netflix stuff to share with you. It's too much. Well, that's why you, you need me to help. Yeah, uh, I need I'm, you as the guide. Filter. I'm your Sherpa. Because right, think I'll of take it. You it. Yeah. You're my the streams. Um, streams you must go up mountains. You're my, it, what's a river guide? You're my shaman. I'm to
1: quote sh- a, a quote a show that I want to talk about later that you probably haven't watched any of, um, that ended a while back, but I finally caught it up because it's free on Prime now. Um, okay. Yeah, you're my shaman, dude. Like you're gonna you're gonna guide me through Netflix because everything you've told me about on Netflix,
0: I liked Kingdom. Um, well, we'll go ahead and tease it because yeah. we talked about it tonight. Cobra Kai is new to Netflix. Yes. People have been falling in love with it all over again. We, of course, have covered season one and two, When They Happen. Mm -hmm. It's one of our favorite shows on TV. And we can go ahead and tease something for for January. January 8th, when the show drops, we're going to do a binge-along. Yes. So, we're literally going to get together here in the studio. We're going to watch an episode and then we're going to talk about it for like 10 to 15 minutes because everybody's going to binge through this thing. Of course. There's no point in doing episode by episode full-on recaps and like playing dumb about like what's coming up next. But if we have our in-the-moment reactions and then like a wrap-up on the end, I think that would be very fun for people to be able to just like they can just pause the podcast, watch an episode, jump right back in.
1: I got it, okay? Hear me out. We call it the Cobra Kai Never Die Birthday Binge Along. Because that's my birthday month. We love Cobra Kai. They never die, and you're gonna binge the
0: whole show with us. Okay. Yeah. Birthday binge along. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Hey. All right. Yeah. It's settled then. Every now so and I then I got a couple of a good
1: a good ones. In We're the just tank. gonna
0: keep talking about things that are happening in, the, in future, the future. Yeah. Because who wants to focus on right now? No. Let's be real.
1: Okay. What would you say the the hoverboard board's cool, but the air soap? the so
0: hovercraft's it's cool, but the air, air soap. Putrid. putrid? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, did you watch the new video for the cyberpunk? Oh single? my
1: god, yes, dude. I cannot wait for that game and yeah, I cannot find a PlayStation Five anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Me either. Uh randomly there's one on two notch Hoping that...
0: for a Christmas
1: <laughs>
2: miracle.
0: <laughs> yeah. There's one on two notch. Uh, that is probably a song. It's gotta be. Maybe hoping for a Christmas miracle. Yeah, there's
1: so much. Christmas Do you want to Christmas Christmas. revisit Christmas songs this year? No, okay, all right, because I have a, like we brand did new our list. episode,
0: final word on it, <laughs> Okay. Oh, as far as I'm concerned. A, I... a good Stanley, enough said <laughs> okay. to that. That's okay. what I said. <laughs> um, I never want to talk about Chris unless all of a sudden you're like, oh, dude, I found like 10 new, like, cool. oh, god, of course, yeah, of course. <laughs> Gavin's sitting across from me, like, yeah, man, no, I didn't <laughs> put yeah, I, got I didn't
1: put Celine Dion's walking with you in a winter snow on there. And I didn't put, I may have put Christmas wrapping by the, the waitresses. That is the best Christmas song of all time. Um. Anyway, let me, before I forget randomly, <laughs> I'm just for the listeners out there. If you do if you listen to this on black Friday, somehow, that's two possible no, Two yeah. notch road, target Columbia. They don't ever update their inventory online. Randomly. You can go in there and be like, Oh yeah, we got like five or six of them. We just don't put them out. And we don't put them online. That's how a friend of mine got a Nintendo Switch. She just happened to be in Target and was like, Hey, you guys have these? Oh yeah, we got six in the back. We don't ever do. it's like, "Oh, yeah. Can I, I, can can I get, ask? Can I get one? Yeah, that's the thing they make you ask. Yeah. Which is kind of shitty. But I also heard they aren't like shipping out a bunch of stuff Probably to laugh stores. In your face if you're like,
0: Y'all got a PS five? <laughs> you guys got a PS5? It's just like
1: <laughs> it's the scene from jingle all the way, you're leaving Target. <laughs> <laughs> you need a PS5? I got one. And it's literally like like around the back and it's a PS4 with a 5 stamped
0: on it it's like yeah. you want it you want it or not $200 come on like, the games are like games that don't exist for the console <laughs> off brand versions somewhere Spider-Man Mike Miles <laughs> Mike Miles, <laughs> Mike Miles. <laughs> yes.
1: what somebody, somebody and then all of a sudden you get in a fight and someone comes I'm gonna dick your holes just cause <laughs> yeah. like that's my favorite scene in that movie
0: dumb souls dumb souls <laughs> it's dumb souls yeah
1: that works. It's
0: dumb as shit. It's hard as <laughs> hell. Cyberfunk,
1: cyberfunk, twenty eighty nine. Cyberfunk twenty.
0: We could spend. It, the could, whole... it should still be twenty seventy seven if it's funk. Cyberfunk, <laughs> cyberfunk twenty
1: seventy seven. <laughs> you play a, a funk musician oh, in the future.
0: God. That's good stuff. We could just right. do.
1: We could just imagine <laughs> all the terrible puns we could come up for a a, a bootleg like black market ps5 it's ridiculous man they just come oh. they come to you anyway
0: I, I can't wait yeah oh my god i can't wait okay let's talk chronic. yeah so a, you saw spring yes and you saw resolution their first one right you have not seen the endless no nope. not essential but again it helps some of the connective tissue right notably you saw it in a theater mm-hmm. You drove all the way down to charleston to do so yes um,
1: the lovely and fabulous Citadel how, Mall
0: Cinemas. Yeah. How was your experience with a. I've been a couple times, I've talked about it. It was the first time you've been in the theater in a while. Yeah. How was it?
1: Um. Interesting. It was. A
0: ghost town.
1: <laughs> yes. I tried to imagine that I had stumbled upon this and that it was the only theater running with power and. Oh.
0: And it's the yeah. end of In the had, of Madness. Yes, yeah.
1: I had sealed the doors so that no mutant zombies could come in and get me. Mm-hmm. Magically, I love there w- crafty and horrors. Right. Yeah. Magically, there was still an attendant because you I mean you got to pay, you know, and um, you can't just go in for free. Yeah. You know. I did think about leaving. Like, what if I just ducked in here and, you know, you know? <laughs> and who's gonna know? But I didn't. <laughs> you know. I have. I was on a schedule. Um, I only felt really bad because uh, yeah, I went with a friend of mine and. I was like i mean we don't have to social distance like we came here together like we can sit next to each other yeah and so because i did the only other person who bought a ticket her chair was in front of where i was sitting i was like ah fuck me man so i felt bad about that but i didn't get up or anything she left early and props to that young woman just come and do a random movie by herself in the middle of veterans day God bless her. I don't know what else she was not a doing. A good
0: spirit, I would yes. say. That's, no, I've that's done, definitely my game.
1: Listen, I've <laughs> done, Yeah, I've done plenty of like middle of the day by myself matinees. And
0: last year I literally in one weekend went to go see once upon a time in Hollywood three times. Once on a Friday, once on a Saturday, and once on a Sunday. No, both of those were two of those times were by myself. Noah, who hurt you? <laughs> Just I wanted to see it with an audience. That was one of yeah. those where I was like, okay, now I know where everything is. Now I know all the beats. Now I want to see how it, like, I want to read the room. I don't gotcha. have to focus on what's going on. I right. just want to see how people react to the last, like, 15 minutes of this thing.
1: Well, the people in this movie, they they loved it. The three that were in there, I think they loved it. I mean, they synchronic, all stayed. We're, we're speaking yeah, about synchronic. It. We all yeah. stayed to They're, the
0: end. It's Always a good sign.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs>
0: As is tradition. Wow. Yeah. You know,
1: I mean, well, I mean, obviously I didn't stay to the whole credits because I'm like, okay, I got like a day here, but like,
0: not stand and salute. And I didn't do the national, <laughs> I the was national waiting anthem. for the national
1: anthem, but that did not happen. Unfortunately. Oh, um, overall, it was just so surreal because I, we've talked about how like you forget about things. I forgot that I actually had seen 1917 mm-hmm. in theaters earlier this year after the, in, in January. Like January, yeah. So, I mean, that's three movies in 300 and what 60 some odd like of the 365 days we have, only three of those days were ever spent like you know watching a movie. Yeah, that, and that's random in a that theater. That is
0: wild to think about, but yeah, I too saw it because it didn't. I want to. It came it out definitely to, didn't make it here until January.
1: But yeah, it came out early release places to be in contention for the Oscars. Right. Which I mean, I feel like why don't you just wait? and like have it come out this year early because it could kind of, it could have competed against Bad Boys maybe but also Bad have, Boys 2 is the biggest I, box office this year like i fucking three. Love it.
0: sorry 3 Bad Boys 2 is on the other night yeah, i'm sorry no. and it's it and it's going to be oh yeah it's no it will. nothing's going to Well, i i don't think Tenet even crept towards it cuz i yeah. think International Bad Boys was what 450 plus yeah. somewhere in there and Tenet's, like, hasn't even cracked 400 yet. hmm It could happen. It could. But anyways, um, we'll talk more about Tenet on my year-end list, a.k.a. I'm, I'm, AKA 32 movies that are better than Tenet.
1: Okay. <laughs> That's a good one to call it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, Synchronic. Plot
1: time, is that what you want?
0: We can lay it out for people briefly. I think we briefly. talked about it. A little I, bit. I, I, I g- talked g- about I give it, you it on a, the yeah. previous October episode. Anybody so basically
1: two paramedics in new orleans and you know living the life daily life one of them finds out some unfortunate news and uh the other one is you know it's it's, it's a split dynamic they're best friends they're buds one, one single one single, single of a family man. man dealing with the the ups and downs of modern living as a man in 2020 obviously there's no covid yet in this movie they didn't they didn't parse that in there yeah. but it's you know i have a child i'm having another child 18 years difference all this kind of stuff and then all of a sudden his oldest child just disappears and we don't know what happened to her yeah. and that leads his buddy on a travel a time traveling journey that is all in like all because of this little tiny limited supplied wonder pill called Synchronic. Yeah. And we'll just leave you with that. You gotta watch it. Yeah, I thoroughly check out the enjoyed trailer.
0: it. Um, it is one of those that I feel like if you're going in expecting straight horror A, I also recommend you check out a few of the Benson and Moorhead movies yeah. prior to see if this is even a vibe that you enjoy. Mm-hmm. But I also think this is like the best distillation and maybe a good entry point to see if mm-hmm. like you like these guys and then kind of backtrack. So, we both highly recommend it. It's still in theaters if you can safely and comfortably go see it. I right. highly recommend it. But I would also imagine I haven't seen anything specifically, but I would imagine this thing will be on VOD before the end of the year. Right, I would yeah. imagine probably December. so yeah, <clears throat> definitely keep a. Keep an eye out for it, and maybe we'll talk more about it on our year-end list. And I don't we, know. It.
1: And we should say it's Anthony Mackie, Anthony Mackie,
0: lead. and Jamie Dornan. And I,
1: like, I, dude, I, yeah. I like Jamie Dornan. I don't want him to get pigeonholed as Mister Gray from those movies. Any other thing I've seen him in, he,
0: I, I'm, I like but, him. I honestly, even after this movie, which I thought he was totally fine and solid, and I'm pretty indifferent to him. Like, yeah. I haven't seen anything where I've been like, oh my god this dude or this performance. Mm -hmm. But Anthony Mackie, somebody I've always enjoyed going back to like half Nelson, I think was the first thing I saw him in. Mm -hmm. And of course, huge heights of success with the Marvel franchise, but also like, he's kind of been, you know, sidelined, but we know now Falcon, winter soldier, like he's going to have a Disney plus series, et cetera. They're going to expand the character more. And presumably in like phase, whatever we're in now, um, he'll be more of an integral, like, key member of whatever they're building yeah. going forward and it's but just anyways it was just satisfying to see him like just hmm. anchor a movie because it's like i know he can do that yeah. but he just like he hasn't really had the chance to do that in the last few years and well, i was I like mean, this is a perfect like showcase sort of role
1: regardless of any of that you can also always still like you can always feel good for the guy because it, clarence still lives at home with both parents and clarence's parents have a really great marriage i mean that's the key to all of this <laughs> is it no idea 8 Mile? Come on, man. <laughs> Sorry. I've seen 8 Mile one time. Yeah. Well, he one was the time. other. The He
0: doesn't. One time?
1: Sorry. What? B-Rabbit raps so good that Anthony Mackie has no he's words for him. He's the guy he has to face. No, no. Straight, he's, the, he's, the, he's the dude that he makes him speechless because he says all the shit about him that he's going to say. He takes that power from him. He wins the rap battle and he's like, I got to go to work tomorrow. I'm
0: done. I'm walking back across 8 Mile. He gets it. Yeah. You know, a hero's journey is never finished. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> good stuff. No, okay. So yeah, we both highly recommend Synchron. Yes. Check it out. Check out Resolution, Spring, The Endless, all of their stuff. It's all good. It's all interesting. If you like sci-fi, a little bit of horror thrown in there. And like, again, also a true so- like indie spirit to it. But that's what I loved about this is like, you just, you know. You give them a little bit more money and you see what these guys can do. They've been already like showing the show. It's, you've got to watch The Endless so that we can talk about it. Yeah. Too. I think it's still my favorite of the four.
1: Well, one thing I will say <clears> real <throat> quick, too, is the thing that I don't, the thing that I get, I have an issue with in anything that comes up with science fiction, particularly anything with time travel, is one, the explanation of traveling through time and also the conceit of what you're doing in the past re- affecting your future. And I feel like this one, more than a couple of ones I've seen recently that deal with time travel, yeah, it's just a pill you take. And, you know, for some people, it's a time travel bit. Some people, it's a existential, like, am I really seeing what I'm seeing kind of deal. Mm-hmm. So the science behind it, how minimal it is for why it's there. It could be some giant larger conspiracy Or it could just be that hey man I, You know I tried to do this real quick and I Fucked it up so yeah. I'm, I'm getting all The shit
0: back Again, but- As I told you Once you watch the other ones Specifically the endless like Directly connects to this in a okay. big bad way And it was the kind of thing where in the theater I was like oh ha, ha. Okay. And I feel like at the same time when I was Watching it I was like anybody watching this Without the context is just like oh okay and just like taking it as it's presented yeah. to them. But for me, I was like, Oh, ho, ho I You're to the see where this, this the is theater. going. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, great stuff. Okay. Yeah. Again, we just don't want to say too much about it Yeah, because we I, can I don't discuss- want to spoil feel like the experience. If it shows up on anybody's
1: year end list, we can definitely maybe discuss it more then, especially if it's going to, if it, if it will be out on VOD by yeah. then, then. When it I feel hits like VOD, I
0: feel like we can jump back in with yeah. some spoiler discussion for sure. Yeah. Um, and it's not as twisty and turny as I'm making it sound. It's no. Just, it's just good sci-fi. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Good,
1: solid sci-fi. And that's the thing that I feel like is lacking from from Hollywood in general. Yeah. So I feel like this is the way to go. Is if it's you either your...
0: ultra-budget, high-concept, and ultimately like not that satisfying, or it doesn't happen, basically. Or right. it's happening on like a super small indie scale right. at this point. But yeah. I mean, we talked Vast of Night earlier this year. Oh Spoiler yeah! Spoiler alert: That's definitely oh, coming up fault. on the yeah. year-end list. Hell yeah! Um, so yeah, that's that's where the gold is at right now mm-hmm. for sure. Okay, uh, you want to keep going with movies? You want to talk TV? What you got? You got a list? I got TV. I finished. I finished a show
1: that I think wrapped last year, end of last year, maybe early this year. I can't remember. I didn't look. Okay. I finished season four of Mr. Robot. Already, And I don't know if you've ever watched a single episode. I've never
0: seen an episode.
1: I am thoroughly impressed and, and I enjoyed the fact that that show was made and that it, I'm sorry, it, it got Rami Malek into the place to be able to play for Freddie Mercury to win the Oscar and be the new James Bond villain. But the character of what it is and what the show deals with and what it talks about at its core is not something that most people talk about. But it's also like if you've ever watched Homecoming, you're like, well, of course, this is what it's gonna be. I don't know if Sam Esmail is like has a mental uh, health disorder, has ever dealt with it, or was maybe like a psychiatrist or a psychologist before he started writing stuff.
0: But I'll send you some podcasts. Yeah, very interesting, dude. Um, I don't, I can't speak to any of what you just asked about, but. Very yeah. interesting, dude. I'll send you some really? of his appearances on the Watch podcast. And yeah. Yeah,
1: and, I, and I, I wanted to look up some stuff with him because, you know, in thinking back about, like, the year and stuff, I'm like, oh, yeah, Homecoming season two did come out, and I'm comparing it to the first season of that, and then I get to, again, fourth season of Mr. Robot with where the third season ended and how you wrap it all up. I'm like, wow, you managed to do all this, but you still also managed to, like, surprise me take me to a place I didn't think I wanted to go in this show and end it on quite simply like one of the most perfect notes you can end a show on dealing with the subject matter it does. And I was just like, I just got up. I was like, well, shit. Okay. And I, I mean, but I instantly wanted to go back and just start at season one yeah. again and work its way through.
0: Cause where is it available? Streaming Prime. right now.
1: Okay. And there is one episode in the last season. I don't know why they took this trend, why they wanted to do it, but and it's spoiler free and I know you don't he the main character Elliot has to deal with someone that he thought he had dealt with and handled in his in season one, mm-hmm. someone from his past, who comes and helps him comes and essentially drops a bomb on him, not like it, not purposely, but like is the catalyst for this happening. But they chose to shoot it in a widescreen aspect, like filmic film ratio. It doesn't look like mm-hmm any other episode and i think i'm thinking the entire time why why does this look so good and then i get to why we're there and i'm like oh this needed to be cinematic this didn't need to be another episode because the joke to me and everything that he does if he's a creator of it no one will ever be in the center of a frame they'll be to the right or the left but that all melts away and it becomes like this little cinematic hour long piece of television that fits so perfectly, twists everything you've ever heard about the show the last three seasons on its head, but then still leaves you at a place where you're like, where do I go from here? This isn't the end. What do we do? You know, it 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 would be worth anybody who hasn't, who wasn't there. I'll tell you this much. I'll give it, I'll give you and everybody else this. If you didn't watch it as it came out week to week, I wouldn't blame you because it is very hard I feel like, to sit and watch that week-to-week week on USA, it, it lends itself more, me yeah. personally, to being able to binge. Because of all the shit that's thrown at you in each, each episode and then each season, to be able to go one, two, three real quick and then have to wait for four. I could have bought four. Four's been out right. since it came out. But I've just waited till it's on Prime because it's like, well, hell, I got all this I can binge for myself. I'm going to do this. I just it's not technically 2020 and i couldn't i was i would have put it on my list for this year if it if it was 2020 i think it was yeah. late 2019 but i did finish finally the whole entire series of mr robot and i'm well, I'm glad my, i
0: did that's a pretty ringing endorsement i have yet to check out any of the sam sml shows i haven't seen any of homecoming i haven't seen any of mr robot but that might be tail end of this year when like you know we're kind of waiting for the next batch of stuff before we kick off next year might be a good time yeah um I will definitely check it out on the note of what you were just saying about kind of an isolated, like single cinematic episode, Fargo season four, which I'm watching right now, just had that this previous week where Mm -hmm. it's like the show is always presented as very cinematic, but this was like a, the whole episode all of a sudden is black and white. And it was an isolated kind of contained story beginning to end. We didn't, and there's kind of a huge cast of characters, but we only stuck with like two specifically for the episode. Um, Anyways, that is one that I highly recommend to you before the year is over. There's two more episodes of it left. It's available on Hulu, Hulu on FX, or FX on Hulu, rather. Um, I know you haven't watched any prior seasons. It does not matter. Mm -hmm. I feel like this is the one that would get you into it. Okay. And again, I've told you, it's Kansas City in the 50s. It's Chris Rock's Black Mob or mafia, whatever. I guess not mafia, but yeah, his organized crime gang. And then, um, Italian mobsters who are all pretty much idiots led by Jason Schwartzman. Um, (laughs) Okay. So it's a war between the two of them with some peripheral characters. You always have the law in, in Fargo and that's Timothy Oliphant in this and Jack Houston, who, uh, I know you never watched boardwalk empire. He's fantastic. You've seen him in some other stuff. Is I see
1: the young kid
0: in, in what
1: Boardwalk Empire. No, in Boardwalk, he's the, the
0: veteran with like half a face. Yeah, yeah, Has yeah. The, I know who you're talking about, yeah. Yes, okay. Um, he's great, anyways. And Jesse Buckley from my, I'll just say it here. I've already said it before. I don't think it's going to change. My favorite movie of the year. Uh, I'm thinking of ending things. Uh, she is also in the show. She's fantastic. She plays a A nurse who's up to no good basically that's Mm. what we were talking about with mom earlier okay um but i think this is your your window in and then specifically because of how things are connecting you go from this in the 50s which i i know you will dig and you will get into and then you're going to jump to season two which is in the 70s and features some connective characters huh um one of which, this is the main reason you got to get to season two. Our boy, Bokeem Woodbine, Ooh. is incredible in season two. And spoiler alert for anybody who's going to watch Fargo down the road, I won't be specific, but we're seeing the childhood version of him in uh, the 50s. Okay. And you don't know it explicitly unless you're paying attention, but you're like, oh shit, this is, this is going to be Bokeem. So, uh. This is Noah. Noah Hawley who Hallie, did. Le- okay. Did you watch Legion?
1: I need to watch all of it. I watched the first. Couple I watched
0: episodes. the first season. and I, watched I have like not the done first two or three. three
1: episodes. I didn't know yeah. that. And See, I mean, it's
0: done. That's one we could go back and just knock if out. If it if it not pops
1: like... up on Prime or like it's on Hulu, FX on Hulu. Okay, I have to go through that then. Because I I come on, man. It's my boy. Why would I not?
0: I know it's Dan Stevens. I know, and it's basically Noah Hawley doing, like. If Fargo is his, clearly his, like, I love the Coen Brothers show. Mm-hmm. Legion is his, like, yeah, technically this is a Marvel superhero show, but I really, really like Wes Anderson. <laughs> so I don't know if you'll like that because we know how you feel about Wes Anderson, but you do love Dan Stevens. I do. So I feel like the two will balance Dance out Demons. somehow and you'll
1: be like, this is pretty great. This is pretty great. What was Dan Stevens in this year that I just watched? I don't know. He was in something. I can't remember what the hell it was. I
0: haven't seen anything new since a, Oh, bath. Blah, blah. The Oh my god, the song got Eurovision. Yes,
1: that's it. Couldn't Eurovision. Come up with it. Yeah, yeah. That was Spanish. Speaking thing this of year. Eurovision, I watched Were we
0: speaking of Eurovision?
1: Come I on. watched uh The American Force Majeure Downhill.
0: <laughs> it's so Okay, let's stop and have a conversation for a second. So you intentionally, after I told you that Force Majeure is, like, one of the best movies of the last, like, ten years, you specifically did not watch it and then watched the American remake. Right. How was it?
1: I only did that because it wasn't available on Prime and Downhill was on Max. Then I went to Prime and saw that Force Majeure was available Force on Prime. Force
0: Majeure's on Prime and on Hulu it is yes
1: okay it's been there well, then, for months so then there there has to be a ghost in the machine because it wasn't until i watched downhill that
0: on your H- unlocked for you
1: that on on hbo max of all places that that it showed up as something i would want to watch as like you know oh here it is on prime so some ghost is talking to something in the
0: machine my, my friend well this live person is talking to you <laughs> And you need to go watch Force Majeure regardless of what you thought of downhill but did you like downhill? I don't know, man. Like See, if don't... you were middle of the road on it, I think you will love Force Majeure because I told you when I watched it and I was fucking blown away by it. I was like I already can tell you that this American version of it will not. No, it, work. it's not going to work. I, yeah, like, and I period will not work Nick, because my only question so, it's so much about the tone and the vibe. And the directness of the dialogue and the uncomfortability, the cringe of just, no, like... No, like, that was there, but I don't want that from Will Ferrell. That's what I... Yeah, yeah I don't think I, of Will Ferrell as a cringe comedy guy. I don't.
1: Like, when he straight up, like, fucking, like, you know, is laying into to her, and like, fuck you, and what, I'm like, whoa, bro, like, where's Cam Brady at, man? Where's, where's Ricky Bob? Like, no. And I, listen, I understand... That as an actor, you don't want to ever be considered one thing and like be a uh, you know, I'm gonna do eight movies as this one character. I get that's why we don't have a fourth Awesome Powers movie,
0: but like I feel like this isn't even more interesting opportunity now for you to go watch. No, the and I plan on now that I finish. now
1: that I know that's on there and I can I can find it. Like it's again, I don't. I've learned on anything. Once you get past the second row of stuff when you're going to the right, it's not that great. Like the first two rows are good. So when something's in the first row, I'm like, well, shit, look at that. And it doesn't matter that it may have been on there for 13 weeks. It's new to me because I just saw it in the first row. And I don't know if that's some algorithm that's like.
0: how marketing and algorithms work, people. You're the person they're targeting. Exactly. Put it in front of his face. He'll watch it. (laughs) (laughs) This man watched, I don't know, some
1: whatever terrible shit. He never
0: clicks right. He never, he never clicks right. <laughs> no, he, no. First you, thing.
1: You've got to get it to him and the first chunk of movies, so he's never going to see it. Why do you think he only watched Porky's and not Porky's 2 the next day? Porky's 2 the next day was three clicks over. Sorry. But again, I watched Porky's. That's another one I rewatched just because right. I was like, what is this? Like, do why do I, Why did I want to watch this as a child? Like as a growing teenager, Boobies, literally, right? Literally, that's but it's
0: that's like it. '80s, '80s, like '80s weird that's, oblong tits and muff. Like that's, that's what I wanted. Anything, right? Anything on stars with nudity, right? Period. Um, and
1: now I'm like, well, is Porky's two the next day going to be any better? What about Porky's three? As far as I'm concerned, Porky's Revenge. Um, what
0: about that? Porky's is a Bob Clark movie, right? I believe so. What a career, dude. Yeah, we should, maybe we should do, maybe Clark cast is the next thing. (laughs) Let's do it. Dude, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, okay, Black Christmas, obviously, fucking masterpiece. Mm -hmm. A Christmas story, masterpiece. (laughs) I think he directed Baby Geniuses, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so. He's one of those,
1: it's just a wild career. It's all over the place. Um, it's yeah. almost up there
0: with like, oh, you you make Road Warrior and then you make Happy Feet? I mean, literally George Miller is the yeah. only other comparison point where it's like, uh, I, I, they're not even, and of course, George Miller through all of that is still an auteur. I don't know if Bob Clark is. He's more of I guess what you'd classify as a journeyman. Yeah. But just what a strange journey. What a weird fucking career, dude.
1: Let's just call that what a strange journey, and we just (laughs) track these. Well, no, that or like we can find like people besides him that like because there's got to be other people.
0: They're like, holy shit, you made this, and then you made this piece of trash, and now you direct Disney Channel original series for like the last ten years of your career. Essentially, is that what he's done? No, I'm just saying like there. there's a lot of those guys. Who yeah. all end up directing like family TV or sitcoms and stuff. Well, you like, know what it is. They got all the money and the glitz and the glamour. They you
1: know, they have a wife and kids, so they got to do something for the kids. The bills. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like <laughs> my, <laughs> this all the stories you hear about people like, oh, yeah, this, uh, that movie paid for this house. Well, why'd you do this movie? I had bills to pay. <laughs> yeah. Like Michael Caine, something like, oh,
0: yeah, it just paid
1: for this house or whatever. That's like.
0: Speaking of Michael Caine. Oh, yeah. Did you watch it? No. I told you to watch it. What, man. what are you talking Did about? I not? No, what are you talking about? I told you to watch Mona Lisa, man. Mona Lisa? It's on HBO Max.
1: Are you talking about the, that Bob Hoskins in it too? That's what I was wondering. Okay, I knew you said something about Bob Hoskins because Noah, the other night I was driving around, the theme for the Long Good Friday <laughs> came up four fucking times on shuffle. Okay? <laughs> Probably my favorite song of twenty nineteen or twenty twenty. Okay, <laughs> retroactively, like that's yeah. going to be my number one single. It's even though for, it's for, your for, soundtrack, now. dude. If I could have it play every time I started my car to drive for the first three minutes, by the time I get on seventy seven to go to work, it's it's
0: done. It's bum bum bam 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 bam. It's it's. Fun. I would I would love it. I would, Ours was always that Barum was going to follow me behind. Uh, one morning walking into school with, like, a, a guitar and a pocket amp mm-hmm. and just be playing cashmere.
1: <laughs> well, see, for the longest time, mine was slow ride. Anytime I walked in somewhere, I wanted, like, slow ride to be playing. Like, double doors open up at, like, Target. Slow ride! It'd <laughs> be perfect. Like, that was what I wanted. Now I just want that to play because people would be like, "Is this is this guy part of the – is this the head of the London's underground? Like, is he going to – is he about to have a bad, a long, bad, terrible Good Friday? Like, yeah. what's going on? Yeah. Okay. So I need to watch Mona Lisa. A hundred percent. Because I, we we talked about it. We we're talking year end stuff. I don't think you threw it in there. One thing I wanted to do was to discuss some of the gems that you've come you've come at me with with what we've done this year because they are movies that are brand new to me and I wanted to call it new to me in twenty twenty. But, like, I wanted—you had to say it that way to make it rhyme. Twenty-twenty. Yeah, exactly. Got <laughs> kind of maybe, maybe two E's inside of a Y. I don't know. But I wanted to do that because I feel like there are some that, like, we both may have gotten to as first times that weren't—that didn't come out this year that we want to—even if we've echoed them on other podcasts, we still want to be like, seriously, like, we've said it on, you know, two-by-two um, two rebu- retro reviews. Go fucking watch this movie this year. Yeah. This pandemic thing isn't and ending think, anytime soon, so I get on it. I think
0: based on the listenership, 2 by 2 is definitely something we should keep going into next year. Yeah. I think we already talked about trying to do at least one of those a month. Oh, yeah. So we at least have, like, 12 for the year. Right. So. Uh, okay. So watch, Excuse me. Watch Mona Lisa. Right. I, I don't know if I gave you this up. It's a Neil Jordan movie. It's 86, I believe. Hoskins, fresh out of prison after a seven-year stint. Uh needs to needs to work he's estranged from his wife and daughter and he was with an organized crime outfit uh led by michael Mm kane and so now he needs a job and he sets him up uh driving a call girl around Hmm. and things escalate from there i don't want to say too much incredible movie dude okay so good all right one of those where i was just like Gavin is going to eat this it oh. up. It's oh, so good. Yes, dude, I'm ready. I'm. Uh,
1: I don't advocate watching stuff while you're driving, but I would. I, if I had HBO Max on my
0: phone, I put it on Please right now. Please don't watch this one. <laughs> I, I, no, of course not. Um, but yeah, great movie. I would love to. That might, maybe, I'll just make that like the first pick of the year for Two by Two Retro Review. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's definitely worth an episode. Really good stuff. Uh, okay, we can jump back to TV. We're yeah, We're playing fast and loose. So I know you haven't been on Netflix. I know. I get it.
1: I get it, yeah. The Queen's Gambit. Everybody's talking about it.
0: Dude, chess is sexy now. It's <laughs> like...
1: You just... Oh, yeah. Tell me about it, Bobby Fischer.
0: Dude, I'm just telling you. I'm telling you right now because this was one of those 100% where it's like, it dropped... I love Anya Taylor-Joy. Mm-hmm. I do. But I didn't even watch the trailer for this thing. Like, I saw it was... I, like... Clicked past it so many times in the lead up to it coming out, and then I swear it's like the first weekend people were like, "Have you seen this fucking show? <laughs> Have you seen, dude? Chess? Have you heard about chess?" <laughs> um, That's, and everybody just went huge. wild for it. But here's the thing: it was a lot of also just people actually talking to each other or texting people, you know, actually having conversations about it and just being like. Oh yeah, but this is what I'm watching. Like, have you checked this out yet? And it's a true like word of mouth hit to the point where it was number one for like two two weeks straight, I think. And then The Crown season four is the first thing that's bumped it back to like the two second weeks. slot. And because The Crown Dude.
1: season four has something to do with Diana, doesn't it? Yeah, I
0: think they're in the 80s now. Yeah. I haven't watched a single episode of The Crown. I've heard it's fantastic. I've
1: completely. caught it in bits and pieces. I'm like, yo, I know what this is. <laughs> this is when she she oh yeah, because she makes him go to Wales. Like, she's gonna make him be the Prince of Wales. Like, I get it. I don't know, I pretend to know nothing about British politics, but I know nowadays the family really doesn't have any power. They never really have yeah. last decade, I learned all my century. British
0: politics from the band Idols. Uh, that's about the extent of it.
1: I learned all mine from the band The Streets.
0: <laughs> there you go. Dude, I know you love The Streets. Have you ever listened to Slow Tie? Yes. Okay, I was gonna say. Right up your alley. You I figured... Help. No? Listen, if, no,
1: no, no, they oh, are, okay. yeah, no. Listen, I got a question for you. I'm just going to ask you. Did you get duped?
0: Uh, no, I didn't watch you it. got it, dude. You I mean, I've seen dude. the video from yeah. the Jewels. But you would fucking yeah. love it, dude. Good stuff.
1: Oh, it's good stuff. That's on Amazon Prime? It is. Amazon get original.
0: Duped. Get duped. is okay. the, the a movie, not a series. It's a movie, right?
1: yes. It's all about these, um, these Scottish lads doing the Duke of Edinburgh challenge. <laughs> it's so fucking... <laughs> It, dude, okay. It's so, are I'll you, check it out. I, I think don't know if you it's would crack it. the top
0: ten of the year, but we can talk about it. It's future. definitely
1: cracked my top ten. I promise you, I fucking loved it. I'll watch it again right now. If Get you duked,
0: to. okay? Yeah, huge recommendation. I don't know if you would. Getting... I don't
1: know how you fall on that because, like, I know.
0: You know what? <laughs> I don't. I don't know how
1: you are with like our former, you know, overseers and rulers. The the lords and ladies of the british isles i don't know <laughs> how you feel about them
0: i'm just kidding i wouldn't consider myself an anglophile but uh <laughs> i mean they basically made all of all of our good television they pretty much made it like 10 years prior exactly and we just remade it like i'm i mean yeah we can get into it deeper if you want to but like i'm one of those people one of those assholes that so when everybody's like what oh, do you remember this thing on the office i'm like um I remember it ten years ago? I'm like Ricky Gervais. I'm, I'm like theater. I'm sorry. I would. I, I remember The Office, the the original Office. You can call it The American Office because it's not The Office. It's The American Office. What the fuck are we talking about here? I, the original was one of the best things wait, ever made. On, wait.
1: is there a British Parks and Rec? No. Okay, good. That's why I'm,
0: probably probably, I'm probably just mean. don't know about it. But yeah. <laughs> standards
1: and practices <laughs> is that what it's called?
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That, I think that was a show on TNT. Probably. <laughs> Probably.
1: Okay. Are you thinking of uh, The Practice? Is that what you're talking about? No. What you're thinking the... Rizzoli and I. am
0: thinking Franklin and Bash.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's talk about all the canceled TNT
0: shit. Let's do it, dude. <laughs> Let's get Mom to do a closer cast. Oh, my God. Let's do that. But, dude, okay, seriously, sorry, we got way sidetracked. The Queen's Gambit is, yeah. is the shit, dude. You okay. need to check it out. It's one of those on paper, it just sounds like, what, dude, I why do I want to watch a show about chess in the 60s with with a female lead? Why? Why do I want to watch it? I'm sure some people have that reaction. But once you have, like, three or four of your friends all of a sudden who, you like, don't usually tell you to watch oh stuff, and God. they're all, like, actively texting you like, dude, you fucking checked out Queen's Gambit? Have you seen this thing? Um... Very much like the Stranger Things effect, honestly, of hmm. just like all of a sudden everybody got behind it and like people are continuing to watch it and rewatch it. Seven episodes, all of them written slash co-written, and all of them directed by Mr. Scott Frank, who you will be familiar with as the writer of Out of Sight, the director and writer of The Lookout with Joseph Gordon Levitt. You remember that one? Yeah. How solid that movie is? Um what are the other There's some like There's some other big guns In the Scott Frank catalog But He also did Godless On um On Netflix Western series Don't know mm-hmm. if you ever Checked it out Really good stuff
1: No there's too much On Netflix He wrote
0: Logan Okay He wrote Minority Report What Uh Yeah dude
1: Wait you mean Steven Spielberg Doesn't write all He wrote and all directed A Walk
0: Among the Tombstones Which I'm sure you're On board with Cause it's got Not only Liam Neeson But your boy Dan Stevens You know
1: you don't think I haven't watched The Walk Amongst the Tombstones like three times already? I, I
0: said I know. What did I just say? I watched and Cold I,
1: Pursuit twice, Noah. You know what I watched he, last night? He wrote, Crash he
0: wrote of, uh, Clash of the Titans. He wrote a movie that I'm sure you haven't thought of in forever, but I know you saw in a theater. Do you remember Flight of the Phoenix? with The Dennis remake. Wade?
1: Yes. <laughs> and Tyrese Gibson. And you know who else, Noah, who you're forgetting in that movie?
0: Giovanni Ribisi. I never forget a Ribisi. <laughs> You come and be like you know something about Rufus. <laughs> you get Shorty, dude. I mean, okay, legendary screenwriter. Yeah, of course, goes out saying and just kills it with the direct. It's like, dude, I didn't know there's like a new auteur in town who's been in town for like two decades, but uh, or three decades at this point. What am I talking about? It's incredible. Now- it's just top to bottom. It's it's a it's a great story, incredibly well told. It's like engrossing as hell. And the biggest endorsement I can give it, Veronica, who, like, is a tough sell on anything approaching a drama as Mm -hmm. a series, um, was just glued to it. Like, and into it, actively in episodes where she would be like, oh, girl, don't do that. (laughs) Or, like, shit like that. And I'd be like, oh, she's, like, she's really, like, invested in this. And I think it has that, like, universal appeal where it like it is very specific in its vision and like what it's about but like what is it about it's about a child press child press strategy uh a child chest chess prodigy excuse me sorry um Uh uh-huh essentially kind of like you could call her the female bobby fisher Uh she's a fictional character it's based on a book by walter tevis very famous book read a book gavin Mm I literally never heard of it until two weeks I'm ago. I gonna say, yeah. Okay. Uh, Walter Tevis, great author, apparently wrote a bunch of other cool shit that's been adapted into movies. I don't know, um, like Rain Man. But yeah, she basically she's orphaned at a young age at at an orphanage. She learns to play chess from sweet old Mister Scheibel, the janitor. Uh huh. Okay. Just she becomes a wizard while also simultaneously getting addicted to tranquilizers which are given to all orphans in the 50s or, like, yeah, apparently, uh, to keep them docile during the day. <laughs> um, so, she has this connection of, like, you know, she's a brilliant chess player, but, like, is she only that good because of the drugs? And, like, is she gonna destroy herself? Is she, is she gonna be able to mentally handle it? You know, Bobby Fischer kinda lost his shit at a certain point, and a lot of, tr- like, you know, chess masters, little little wild upstairs. Yeah, because you're not so thinking about
1: the next. you're not thinking about your move, think about the next
0: move. And the move after that. Exactly. And the one after that. And the right. one after that. Before you make the first one. Right. Um the way they visualize the chess matches, I don't even want to spoil it for you. It's just it's engrossing to, it. and it's the kind of shit where it's like I seven hours into it, as I'm watching the final episode and everything's coming together and just like it's one of the most satisfying finales in recent memory. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, seven hours in, I don't feel like I know any more about chess than when I started, <laughs> and it does not matter, because the way he shoots and edits and the performances tells you everything you need to know about what's going on and the dynamics and the tension of a match without you having to have the like understanding of how everything works. On that note, I'm about to sound like the most basic person on the face of the planet, I like literally we finished the series and that evening I I downloaded a chess app for my phone to teach myself how to play and now I'm playing with people online and I'm like shit is addictive once you like once you get your head around like okay I understand how everything works and now I see that like it is the most complicated and complex thing on the face of the planet and it is so simple in its setup but the sheer variety of how things can play out is mind bending. Have you tried golf?
1: <laughs> just wondering. Just think. I get it. I, I get the, yeah, I get it. It's. Okay. I like just to be able to jump them and then you get a king <laughs> and then you can do whatever you want. I like but the poor. B- just said I took us. <laughs> yes. I gotta, yeah, listen, I'm always going to go simple, dude. I, I don't think, I don't know if I
0: have the You'll mental capacity. playing basketball in Pelican Bay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I can't do the next part. What can't do that on our podcast. I
1: can't do it. What What are you doing? What bit is training that? Training day. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I got you.
0: He says this shit's chess. It ain't checkers. <laughs>
1: okay, I got you.
0: All right. Yeah, for, dude, it's been forever since I've seen training day. It's just buried back here. That's one of those early ones where I was like, I think I'm not supposed to watch this. Gavin owns it on DVD. <laughs> Definitely sneaking this out of his room <laughs> as soon as he's not home.
1: I need you to know that, like, literally anything that i ever owned or had all you had to do was ask i would have felt completely okay corrupting and like co- contributing to like your overall decadence and watching like the terrible movies that i watched <laughs> you know or like stuff you weren't supposed to see i don't feel like we're, we're not that far apart to where like i would be able to have a bunch of access yeah, to stuff no. that you wouldn't
0: it just i i think training day was one of those that like maybe mom and dad saw or mimi and paul had watched and it was like Oh, he can't see this one or whatever it's too rough as that's, that's that was usually the good maybe but like i remember buying that from
1: like gamestop for like I pennies guess, on the yeah. dollar and that's why i had it because it was yeah. the old like snap
0: card yeah, yeah. the old warner brothers I think. yeah and new line style cases mm-hmm. okay a little trip down memory lane. oh yeah and now i want what's to watch Training like <laughs>
1: I don't know. what's he got coming out that's new
0: fuqua no no
1: um Even denzel all?
0: What's Denzel got?
1: I mean, he had Equalizer 2 last year, but, like, what, has he got something? That, did he get anything that was pushed back? I'm just curious because, like, I feel like you lose track of him, and then he just shows back up, and you're like, damn, well, fences? Let me check on him for you. Yeah, please. Please do. I'll be standing here with you. Uh, <laughs> I'm so, I was waiting.
0: I'll be standing here with you. Yeah. Uh, we got some 2021 uh, The Little Things, okay. directed by John Lee Hancock. Who did The Blind Side and The Highwayman and Saving Mr. Banks? Uh, that is starring your boy, Rami Malik. Oh, okay. Denzel, uh, Jared Leto. And uh, that's pretty much everybody. Wow. that's worth mentioning. Two cops track down a serial killer.
1: Hey, who's the serial Release killer? Release
0: date January 29th, 2021. Oh. Right around the corner. Yeah. Who's I'm the serial it. killer? Uh, my money's on Leto. Oh. Not Malik. And not Leto. What?
1: You said Jared Leto was in it.
0: Yeah, I said my money's on Leto. That he's the serial killer.
1: I thought. Sorry, what did I just? No, no. the way that you said my money's on Leto, I was like, is that another actor who's playing (laughs) the serial killer? I thought you were giving me someone else's name. No. So your money is on Jared Leto. My money is on
0: (laughs) Jared Leto being the killer in the the Little Things.
1: (laughs) My money's on Leto. (laughs) Like what the fuck, man? Put my fucking, money's on Leto. Not you, just the way you said it, I was like, is he telling me another actor's name? What I'll the have fuck? to listen back to it. Please sorry. do. It's okay. it's quite... It's, it's, Jesus it's the Christ. other
0: big one for 2021, which is in post-production. This is the one I'm excited about. It's a little Adam. movie called Macbeth. Ooh.
1: <laughs> Who's he playing?
0: Shocker here. He's playing fucking Macbeth. Oh, good. Now, maybe a little more shocking... Who you think Lady Macbeth is? Margot Robbie. <laughs> I don't know. William Miller's mother, Franny Mac herself, Frances McDormand. What? And so it's while, like You're like, wait, what is she doing in here? Well, if you look a little further down, written and directed by Joel Cohen, solo. Not a Cohen Brothers movie. Ooh. A Joel, Co- Joel Cohen special. It's a Cohen Brother movie. A Cohen Brother movie, indeed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I just love that this says this but uh writing credits. Joel Cohen, William Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I'm my like God. yeah, what like are you going to stick in with the text or is it totally like You got a you're Baz Luhrmann this source material. You got a Baz Luhrmann like? This, I'm this I'm so or I'm so curious. I'm so curious. Dude, we got Brendan Gleeson as King Duncan. Okay, that's what uh, I was going to be my next question. Harry Melling who's in like everything, including the Queen's Gambit. Uh, as Malcolm, dude Brian Thompson from fucking Mortal Kombat Annihilation is Young Murderer. Oh,
1: <laughs> oh, we can have a discussion now if you want. If you want to go back to some TB, something that I killed. Whenever you're ready.
0: Yeah, man, lay it on me. Sorry, we just got a text from uh, Veronica. She's just she's going downstairs to work out, and she's like, "Hey, just let me know before you guys come downstairs." Okay.
1: Is it because she watches Jane Fonda workout tapes and she knows I don't like Jane Bill Fonda? Bill Blanks. Bill Blanks Tybo, Billy Blanks Tybo. Yeah. Okay. Bill Dude.
0: Blankenship. We have so many nicknames for him around this house. <laughs>
1: you know, like, he really is like a badass. Like, if you actually try to fuck with him, he's not just We've an aerobics instructor. We've
0: been doing these videos for the last six months. Yeah, I know he's a badass. He's awesome. Yeah. <laughs>
1: he's great. <laughs> he's awesome. Like, you know him personally. I watch like I do. Yeah. I've been shit. in his living room. He's Literally he's doing ones
0: in COVID. He's doing he's doing ones from his living room. He's wow. doing like new videos now.
1: Wow, yeah. holy shit. Oh, he's still at it, dude. I'm he's sure got the he kids is. in
0: the background doing it with him. Yeah. He's like, This is your job now. You work <laughs> for me he to work. <laughs>
1: Okay, yeah. that's cool. I'm glad, you know, good on Veronica. Fitness never quits. I'm Fitness never quits. It does, Noah. Fitness does quit. You know why? You know what I used to do before I did this with you? I went to the gym all the time. <laughs> I am Maybe a you ad. should ride your bike down here. <laughs> Take me four days to get here. <laughs> yeah. Just about. Yeah. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> I watched to transition. I watched the third I day. There are no transitions. I did. Yeah, there's no rules. I right. watched
0: the third day. The RKV Podcast, where there are no rules. <laughs> um, you finished the third day. I watched it all. Okay. Um, I feel totally comfortable doing full spoilers for the third day. Do it. Because I will tell you, there's no fucking way it's on my top ten list at the end of the year. Okay. Uh, maybe it is for you. Oh,
1: it is, brother. Okay. Well, I enjoyed some fu- more. S- Listen, I get I, it. I, but I en- Listen, I enjoyed the shit out of this show. Not having seen anything that you... The whole, like, look at the island deal or whatever, whatever. The idea <laughs> the look that...
0: Look at the island Look deal. at this, like... 12-hour uninterrupted yes. cinematic live stream take. It just kept never buffering. Never been done before. It just Indian kept history. buffering. That's like, all it was doing
1: was buffering. I couldn't get it to, to oh, queue no. up. I missed it. I went back and there's nobody down there. <laughs> God. I, listen. The turn that that show takes to me... Is like out of left field, and we talked about it. When has Naomi Harris been bad in anything ever? Yeah, in the history of time, never, never,
0: never, <laughs> literally never. Exactly. You want to talk to you about Miami Vice? You got two guys who are gonna fight you about <laughs> to <this. laughs> Fucking
1: fight everyone about that. My point is that the spoilers. You want to get into that? When she comes in and tells him, "Are you fucking kidding?" That was 10 years ago. He would not look like this now. I'm like, bro, they never told me that that didn't happen 10 years ago. I thought this happened last week, last month. This is something new. I didn't realize. I was just, I and as far as I know, again, I only watched it the one time. You're never told when that happened to the kid. So yeah, you just, did. when did, they, did he, I don't remember him giving There's the a year. the whole
0: bit where he, he lays everything out for Katherine Watterson about why he was there and what he was right. doing at the river. Right. In the very first episode. Right. Which concerns... Again, spoilers for the third day. Yeah. Okay. So when he comes across the hanging child that, like, leads him to the island, etc., he's placing the clothes of his dead son, presumed dead son, into the river where he was found. And he says to Catherine Watterson when he's giving... It's in the second episode when you actually get some details on, like, the background. right, And he says... Every year he comes there and gives away some of his clothes. Right, and this was the last, the last item. Okay, so it is implied that right, clearly it was some time ago that this but, happened, and that's this one but thing you have to be. It does not to like, the to the, out exactly, exactly. But to the astute
1: viewer who is going to watch it, talk about it on a podcast, a la a Noah Blanchard type. <laughs> You would know that, but if you're a dumbass like me and you're just watching, it's like this guy's on an island, what's happening? We would wicker man it, what's going on? And then, what I don't know how many episodes later, it's the last episode, whenever she finally meets him and she's like, Bro, this dude doesn't, this kid is not our kid. Like, our kid would be 10 years older. Yeah. as a mind, fuck, you're like, Whoa, nobody told me, wait, what, what the fuck? Yeah, and then, but then at I the took end, my off the
0: ball for a second, yeah, still,
1: yeah. I was so like invested in trying to figure out what was going on. I just, yeah, I heard he was there with the clothes. I just never heard a year. So the idea that you know all this and then it's like, oh no, dude, like you're crazy. This kid is not that you're our kid. Like, what the hell?
0: Not to like, I'm not playing the like smart card, but the older of the two girls, their daughters, Mm -hmm. she remembers the brother. The little one does not. Right. So clear. You know, there's been like, she didn't know her brother because she was born either after or she was an infant when he passed. Right. So you can kind of gauge based on her age. Like, yeah, it's been a while. Right. Um, but then the, but, but then still, the kid at the end being like, still, I, no, I I don't blame you, see, you for what you said. Like when, when you see, th- when you first see the kid again, you're just like, okay, what is even going on here? Is this the ghost of his child? Right. Like what's going on? And then when they start to lay out to you, like, no, we preserve. I had the same thing where I was like, why is the kid not aged? I was like, what's going on here? Right. And then I was like, is this some supernatural thing with the island? Exactly. Like That's been preserved or something." Exactly. Shit. And because so they talk I'm about going that. down all of these different roads. And then, so yeah, when she comes in and she's like, you are fucking crazy. And I want you out of our life. And the only reason I came here is to get the money that you took in the first part of this. <laughs> yes. Set. Like the first episode. Um, I was just like, yes, yes, Please get the hell away from Jude Law. Yeah. And dude, I will tell you that, I mean, I, I had the, the bridge of the 12 hour live stream and his performance within that. I feel like it's even more jarring to go from the end of three Mm -hmm. and then the, when you're reintroduced to him, basically in the final episode. Right. And it's like night and day. He's a completely different person that I could appreciate. Um, but I saw like the. I saw him getting seduced by the island, right? Like in the twelve-hour live stream, I saw some more of that stuff, more of the weird, like yeah. But again, I did not expect like that finale to culminate with like Jude Law's like shotgunning some of these people, a lot of like deaths out of nowhere, a lot fucking of really like, stabbing blo- the shit out yeah, of the people, bloody yeah. violent deaths. And then, but yeah, as soon as that scene happened where she's basically like, "You're a fucking lunatic. I'm just here for the money," I was like, "Yes." I just want you you and these girls to get out of here. That's right. all I'm concerned about. I don't want to know what the island is no, is yeah. about anymore. I don't need you to explain anything else. I just want you and these girls to get out of here. And that is literally the note that it ends and on is yeah. like they got the fuck exactly. out of here. you know. Yes. And you get that little bit where you don't know and then
1: they like they huddle up and all that and it's like that's why again like it's one of those I equate it to it's so crazy to think I don't am not trying to make the same conclusion. But I equate it to like the Black Briar or whatever episode of, of um uh Black Mirror where you think, Oh my god, this girl she's being chased and then you're like, Oh no, this girl's a fucking terrible person. She did this to the a white child. White bear? White bear. Maybe it is. I think so. It's white bear, black briar. I don't know, whatever it, white bear, maybe it is. Um no, white bear is the, the thing they're going after in the black and white episode. I thought this was Black blackbriar. I don't know. Look it up. But the twist in that of, like, you you invested so much in this girl, and you wanted her to be safe, and then you found out, oh, she's terrible, fuck her, I'm I'm completely okay with what's going on. It felt like the same kind of twist in this, because it's like, just Jude Law going to find his son? What's going on? Are they going to make him this, this, and that? And when you get to Naomi Harris, and the, you know, you're kind of, you, White Bear, okay, yeah, sorry. Um, you get, like the rational like no i just want the money and i just want this of it all i'm so on board like you said with just her getting the fuck out of there i could give a shit less about all the stuff i knew about jude law don't care about it don't care about the oh this person in the island you know these these people are trying to take over and there's this and there's that and we staged all this and it like i could care less about that you take your babies and you get off the island and you never come back yeah you know what that just do it you know, by hook or by crook, yeah. Wrap that rope around you and fucking start swimming. You know, and I and I. So to me, that's one of the reasons why it was there. The notes that it hit to begin with were great to reel me in. But as soon as I realized, well, this isn't the rodeo I thought I was at. Yeah. I'm like <laughs> on board, and it delivers on that front too. And I can't blame them. And I fucking yeah. no, I I enjoy I, the
0: shit out of it. I thoroughly enjoyed the show. Do not get me wrong. I was maybe a little let down with the ultimate trajectory of it because. Maybe wanting it to lean more into the Wicker Man side of things a bit, honestly. I mean, that's what I was hoping for, but I liked all of the subversions of that at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, The main reason I just said that it's not going to be on my top ten is it's been a fantastic year for television once again. And Mm -hmm. I have just a ton of shows that I liked even more. And it was one that was a little more... I enjoyed the project as a whole and again in isolation I think that 12 hour live stream was like such an achievement and like something that should be preserved for time just the fact that they pulled it off. Oh yeah. Um, But yeah. No. I still highly recommend people checking out. It's only six episodes. So like come on. Give it a shot. Um, The one thing I did really miss and I know it's purposeful but the first three were directed by one c- crew essentially. And I think it's the same crew rather but Different directors Mm -hmm. for the two parts, which again, it's about perspective. So I understand when Naomi Harris comes in, it's pretty chill. It's pretty, like it's a little more to the ground, like not, not these weird flights of fancy and like crazy, more cerebral, like abstract sort of sequences. But I did miss that because the first chunk of the show is like visually stunning. Especially the stuff they're doing when they're, like, tripping, I think, at the... That's the second day, right? Right. Um, or is that, the, is that the end of the first night? Because they he wake could, up together the second day. Yeah, right? the first night he goes
1: out and gets the money out of the car. That's right. Yeah. That's the reveal of that.
0: But, um, but, yeah, the more surreal visual flourishes and stuff that you got in the first part, I understand why they weren't there, but I missed that surreal aspect to the show in the back half even yeah. though I did love that very it's a, it's a tonal shift. It's not a bait and switch, but it's just, it's not quite what you thought it was. It's not where you thought it was going, Yeah. but great performances all around. Oh yeah. Um, and again, the sheer range of in particular Jude law across the two parts mm-hmm. and the live stream. I can't imagine how satisfying that is for an actor to like get to, I mean, I guess it's the equivalent of doing theater, but you're also, you're playing him in different, points in time and in different mediums almost at the same time like just yeah that seems like a really interesting project overall okay recommend the third day i'm telling you you gotta watch queen's gambit as and i'm sure more people are gonna yell that at you as well i told you to watch fargo season Mm -hmm. four gotta do it this is how we're gonna get you on board just to wrap up tv we we already talked Lovecraft Country right during yeah. October. We yeah. definitely did that. We haven't really talked about the Boys season two. I kind of want to save it because I I think it's let's save it the might, for the end of the year might yeah. be uh coming up. Uh-huh. Um, I know you have HBO Max of course. So I will reiterate once again. I really want you to check out Primal. I know you're not huge on like animated series in general, but part two of season one finished up. So now there's a total of ten episodes. It's incredible. It's great. It's Jenny Tartakovsky's primal. It's available on yeah, HBO. Yeah, no, I see Max, it before Adult Andrew swim.
1: before Eric Andre. It's oh, like so on. you've been watching Eric Andre. Yeah. Right. It's on out front all the time. Gotcha. I haven't been watching on Max, I just been watching the new stuff after the election thing and the new new series drought.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm digging the hair.
0: <laughs> it's it's the great. lack thereof. Yeah, the great look. Yeah. Uh okay. I'm currently watching the undoing. I've only watched the first episode. There's two more left. This oh, yeah. is the HBO. Uh, it was pushed. It was supposed to come out earlier this year. It's Does Nicole, Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman have like Hugh a, Grant. she have a,
1: like a, a contract, like a day player contract with him. She's in like every fucking show they do.
0: It's Big Little Lies in this. What are we talking about? She's
1: been in, No, she's been in a ton of other HBO stuff, right?
0: Like what? I'll get back to you. Like what? <laughs> I'll get back to you. No, but this is very much in the Big Little Lies vein. It's one of those that, like, the show is getting made because Big Little Lies was su- was a su- huge success, excuse me, even though the second season, you know, great ratings, but even though people, like, trashed it, myself included. Was that this year? Big Little Lies season two was last year? End of last year. Yes. yes. Um, and again, I enjoyed it week to week, but, like, overall it does not compare at all to that first season, which is incredible. And, but this is kind of a runner that they're getting into. Like, sharp objects is in this territory as well, where it's got to have some what? sort of murder mystery going on. Yeah. You got to. But I love these. I'm saying I'm in the bag for them. But, and it's usually rich or wealthy people behaving badly in um, some way or another. There's some soapy elements to it, usually. But the setup for this one, I've only watched the first episode, so I'll just give this to you. But, um, Rich, affluent white people who live on the Upper West Side. The kill too. <laughs> Hugh Grant, Nicole Kidman. Uh, Noah Jupe, who was in Honey Boy, the Shia LaBeouf movie. Yeah. He's their son. He's fantastic. Um, they live on the Upper West Side His school. Uh, Nicole Kidman is, like, heavily involved in. She's on, like, some sort of, like, mom's council where they get together and bitch about all sorts of different stuff.
1: Hmm, sounds like another show I know.
0: And basically a new woman comes into the fold who's like, she's a new mom at school. Very similar to Big Little Lies. Say, sounds four. like another show I know. Okay. And um, she basically, she's like, I don't know where she's from or where, but they're not as affluent. Like she's, the kid's a scholarship kid sounds essentially. Sounds like
1: another show I
0: know. Yep. <laughs> and uh, so she's out of her
1: element, etc., And... Hugh Grant is the father of that child, right?
0: Um, that, obviously, is going to be. based on the first episode, I was like, well, I already know how this ends. So, because I had it called in the first episode, I'm like, well, clearly it can't be that, right? But basically, by the end of the first one, we well, you know this from the opening, but Homegirl ends up dead, okay? Oh. The, the, the mom of the, the new mom at school ends up dead. Huh. And Hugh Grant... Nowhere to be seen. <laughs> he oh. just disappeared. You're like, the hell? He's on a business trip. I don't know. He's not coming back. And so, yeah, it looks like it's, you know, Nicole Kidman eventually is going to discover that. But then just from the this season on trailer or whatever, you're like, okay, she gets implicated in it. And it's like, I can already see this. They're going to play a whole thing where it's like we're on her side. And we're like, there's no way she could have done this. And then the final moments of the last episode She's going to turn towards camera, and she's going to look, and she's going to give that Anthony Perkins look from the end of Psycho, and we're just going to be like, oh, shit, she died. That bitch did tons, that tons shit. Tons of credits. I, that, I already it. got it mapped out in my brain, right? Okay. But I've only seen the first episode, and I am basically, because, dude, I'll be honest with you. It was so fucking good. Like it's even though I and I know where all of this stuff I or at least I feel like I know where it's going, I'm like, these are almost like new tropes of this little subgenre of yeah. show. So how, where's the subversions gonna come in? Are they gonna play with it? Or is it literally gonna be big little lies? We're just gonna keep remaking new the York. show every year. Big, big little lies New York. Yeah, big, big little, little lies, lies Big little lies. It's lies, lies. gonna be the real housewives Dude, of fucking show. Totally here for it, if that's what's gonna happen. Um but yeah, do them as isolated seasons. That was the big mistake with Big Little Lies season two. Bring in Meryl Streep. Keep all those same ladies. New story. New city. Different stuff. Move on.
1: Yeah. Move on. Let let Zoe, or not, was it Zoe?
0: Yeah, let Zoe Kravitz have an actual character. No, let her, her take the fall her-
1: where she was like, I would just said it was self-defense. That was the thing. When I saw that, I think I went, is that in the first episode of season two? Probably where she says something wrong with the effect, to the effect of like, you should have just let me say that it was self-defense and back me up. As yeah. soon as I heard that, I was like, I'm done. And I quit watching. I was it. I didn't watch any of the second season. I was like, she said they, it right there. You just should just do done Z- that. They do would... Zoe
0: Kravitz so dirty yeah. throughout that whole show. And the second season in particular, too, where they're Who's like, the... oh, yeah, we're going to give you more of a role. But we're literally going to like introduce your mom as a character. And we're going to isolate all of your scenes are going to be just with your mom and you're not going to interact with like any of the main leads and I'm like what the fuck is this because this you're still exact... having to deal with what happened
1: yeah fuck you yeah. who is who is the guy that's her husband
0: In... Reese's ex
1: who is the guy yeah, I don't know the actor but he He's... looks from i trying to think I was trying to think was he familiar because I knew Adam uh Adam Scott, Adam Scott yeah. and I was trying to think of who the other dude was because I felt like he was a somebody but I couldn't think of his name and I didn't bother to look him up because I don't care that much utopia
0: (laughs) the amazon series we're transitioning now um have not watched it specifically we were talking about this earlier this is another case this is a british show no yes
1: it is really
0: the original (laughs) really came out several years ago it's not readily available to stream anywhere and it probably won't be because in america at least they want the amazon utopia to be the utopia that we know The reason I have not watched this yet is because I still have not been able to get my hands on the original, which I have heard from multiple people is one of the best shows ever made. Full stop. Um, And I like a lot of the actors that are involved with it. So, and in fact, some of the guys who worked on the original Utopia worked on the third day. Okay. Okay. So.
1: So what we've uh, come to the conclusion is is that like people across the water, like they know what they do doing. The water. <laughs> you <laughs> blokes over... No, that's too, that's too many different accents. Basically, what you're telling me is everything I love is British. You're just already affirming everything I already knew. Yeah. That the Brits did it
0: better. So you can tell me about Utopia, but I would still like for you to be vague because I know the setup, but What's like, the setup? Tell me the setup. It's essentially they find out that in the world of this story, they find out that a comic book... Is actually real? Is that correct? Like the the comic book is not fiction. It's actual, an actual story about a place. And a person. And a person. Okay. Yes. But that's the, the general conceit is people realizing like fiction is actually fact.
1: That's like real. a... See, so that's why... Well, now I got to watch this because the, it's... Hey, this thing, this comic book came out and it predicted a bunch of shit. Okay. Now we've heard that there's a new one called, that was dystopia. Now, utopia is around, and it's a one-of-a-kind. It's not something that was released everywhere. And people love it so much, they're, they're, they're finding clues in every cell, every frame of it. And somehow in there, it's spelling out that, well, maybe, maybe there's a new virus that's on its way. And then you start hearing rumblings of like, well, yeah, these kids are getting a flu-like thing. And it's happening in these sporadic places. Why is it happening, not on a pandemic scale, but it's almost like it's being delivered? Mm -hmm. Is it in the fake meat protein that John Cusack's character has made? It can't be. Is it? Is it not? And why is it that, I'm just going to leave it to this, Noah. Why is it that the two kids who find Utopia, they decide they're going to let people try and buy it at an auction? At a hotel, why is it that two people show up, and murder every single person who got a look at Utopia? Okay, yeah. Again, one of my favorite shows this year. I did not know that John Cusack could be a bad guy, but he is so fucking
0: perfect as a bad we guy. We Have we not talked about the Paperboy? Have we not talked about the Paper the boy? Paperboy? Have you seen the paper boy? You're talking like,
1: like matt mcconaughey the paper mcconaughey
0: nicole kidman and f well and that's a different story Efron.
1: that's a that's like <laughs> listen that's a that was some listen, of the wildest shit it was has ever it was, dude, camera, it was dude. but that's like <laughs> talk a, about going that's a it. crazy florida tra- charles stark weather whatever kind of shit this is a i'm not bad What I am doing is going to help everyone. Yeah. Why am I the bad guy? This is the actual, the best villains are the ones who don't think that they are wrong. That's what this is on a massive scale. Okay. To the point that later on in the series, he's like, they're like, well, we could do this and do that. He's like, yeah, I just told you it would be a fucking trap. Why are you, what are you doing? Like, he's just, yeah, it's, I don't know. I want to want now. I do really want to try and find this British show again. That's my.
0: That's literally the only reason I haven't watched it is because it just when I saw it was coming out, it made me even more angry that I'm like, dude, I have not. I'm gonna have to do a Black Mirror and like literally go back to illegally downloading stuff like I did with the first two seasons of Black Mirror when you couldn't get them over here. Um, See why? That's the thing. If you got a show that Amazon doesn't want anyone
1: to see because they have the American version of it. Where's Hulu and Max and Netflix being like? We got it. Let me get the IP for That's this shit. That's what I'm
0: saying. Okay. I don't yeah. Get it.
1: I don't know why. That's fucking ridiculous, man.
0: Yeah. So I'm gonna have to go, go check it out. Okay. How many episodes for that? Um, eight.
1: Not long. You know, I I don't know where we get in. And then it.
0: probably a standalone. I would assume it's like a limited series, beginning, yep. middle, and end. Or you're thinking there might go multiple.
1: Oh, they definitely are gonna go multiple. Oh, okay. It's so set up to go multiple.
0: Again. That's that's the American way. We take the British thing and then we just keep making it and keep making <laughs> it. Because God forbid a story have a beginning, middle, and satisfying end. A la, the British office the the defense rest. It's thirteen episodes, fucking incredible. You did not need to make hundred and something of them.
1: Whoa, 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 You tell no, no 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 You tell me the original office the office from um, Ricky Gervais, The Office, is 13 episodes.
0: Six episodes first season, six episodes second season, and a Christmas special. Thirteen episodes. What the fuck? Yeah, you could watch it in an afternoon. Wow. Yeah. And literally bawl your eyes out at the end of it, because it's one of the most satisfying things. Because you're like, I met these characters, I came to love them, and now I get to see what happens to them not, like, see what happens well, you them, but I get, like, a satisfying end for, like, this is where we're going to leave everybody. You
1: don't think I cried at the end of Parks and Rec, which is essentially just the office in a different place? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Me too.
0: Well, that's and wild, again, dude. I have no objections to Parks and Rec, but I just yeah. have never been able to get into the American office, mainly because, and I know it went off and it became its own thing. I 100% get it. I know people love it. But... I could never get past the first handful of episodes because they are, like, literally shot for shot, beat for beat remakes of some of the bits from the British office. And I'm like, these just don't hit the same. You know it what it is, dude? It's the fucking...
1: Oh, well, again, Office Rain Wilson is also in Utopia. Right. Um, I think it's just the, the fucking, like, the smugness of it all. It's like how, like, mm-hmm. I've never seen Napoleon Dynamite, but, like, everybody at school talked about Napoleon Dynamite, you know? And it's like I've really only watched. It's like how
0: I hated Napoleon Dynamite because I was like, guys, I've been watching weird, cool indie movies for like five years now, and all of a sudden you guys all like one, and I'm supposed to love it. Or like Nacho Libre. I remember
1: people loving Nacho Libre, and I'm like,
0: that's same director.
1: It's okay. It's all right. It's not the best movie. Why are we like this? Yeah, that's it. (laughs) That's the one thing people like, and his mustache, and the 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 curly hair.
0: You just named three things, dude. That's all you need.
1: He's three things. That's it. Okay. Cool. Huge box office failure by the way it was. Yeah. No, I do. I remember that. I remember thinking Yeah. Serves your right is what I remember thinking. Like Napoleon Dynamite wasn't that
0: great of a movie. That's all right.
1: Yeah. But I think that's I just
0: actively was more resistant to it I'm saying because I'm like, guys, I've been telling you to watch Wes Anderson movies for like five years. What are we talking about? Yeah. What are we doing here? Well, I mean that's the thing. The A little pretentious, slow shithead. Exactly. <laughs> A well, Thirteen-year-old asshole. That's what
1: I was. <laughs> yeah, but like that's the thing with the office. It's so like people.
0: So seen, bro. Oh
1: god, you're so seen. <laughs> oh my god. Hanging out of the the Christian Collective Coffee House, watching the like, <laughs> like four people that we know just laughed really, really <laughs> hard. fucking hard. Yeah. Oh, mm, you okay. know what I was thinking about? So seen, dude what's that brother i was thinking about all the random like one hit wonders that i thought were amazing but like they either aren't bands anymore or they're like they're just that they have like one good song or they
0: were revealed to be like terrible human beings yes, or something that too for one reason or another right they are yeah. either like a an abuser or they're like a about white supremacist yeah pretty much <laughs> yeah uh, and then you sit
1: back and think like, oh, yeah, vegans, straight edge guys, AFI. No wonder they're still kicking. They're, they're just not in any bad shit. I right. got it.
0: Okay. Shit, I hit a- Oh, dude, you watching Mandalorian, bro? Uh,
1: no, not right now. I'm waiting for all that to come out. Oh, so come I can watch on, man. Man.
0: We got to talk
1: about it. I will make um, sure that I have it wrapped by the whatever is out by the end the time we sit down to do TV. Yeah,
0: so this will be episode four coming up this Friday, and I think that means four more. I think they're doing eight once again. Um, it's just it's just a blast. Man. It is. It's just.
1: And technically, did we get this? When did it come out? It started about this time last year, right? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, right around the time that um, uh, rise of, rise of something was coming out. Um, I, don't, I don't really remember it that well. Did, have you even watched Rise of Skywalker Rise yet? of Palpatine. Have you even watched it
1: yet? Yeah, oh, I saw okay. it in
0: theaters. Oh, okay. I couldn't remember. Did we... Tr- you like... It was on your year-end list. I loved it. We talked about this. Yeah. yeah. I fucking... No. <laughs> Not on board with it. Dude, Give give me like 10 more seasons of this show and you never have to make another movie again. Right. I don't need it. Like you I really in, don't need it. Now do you, you, give you give me bring eight in episodes of this every year? I'm fine. Your brand will stay strong. You won't dilute it at all. Just like it's okay.
1: Well, what if you? Well, okay, so um, what if you give you? What if you bring in characters from whatever time? I mean, do we even? Are you even? To, just answer me this. Are you even told anything about the time period? That this is supposed to take place in?
0: Have you watched any of the Vandal? I have,
1: but I don't know when it's supposed to be.
0: It's after the fall of the Empire. It's but, right after Return of the Jedi.
1: But right before the First Order and, like, Kylo Ren, right? 25 years before. Okay, good. I thought that was this the This is case.
0: literally, like, the, the Death Star... Death Star 2 got blown up, like, a couple months ago. Like, that's what we're dealing uh, with okay. timeline-wise. Gotcha. All right. Um... Like the empire's in disarray. There's no leadership at Hang the on, top. There's we, still all these revenants. Can we talk like,
1: about something real quick? What? Do we think San Carlo Esposito is just going to come into every show? Because he comes this, into the boys' his bag, dude. I, he uh, comes into like yeah. That's he's like the rock for TV shows.
0: He is like the secret sauce, dude. He is. I know. I mean, some people are like, "Well, oh, he's just doing the same thing on all of these." I'm like, I don't care. Because Gus Fring is like iconic at this point. Why would you not hire that when you're like? dude, I really want somebody to bring, like, that Gus Fring energy. Why don't we just fucking get Giancarlo Esposito? Yeah. We'll just get him in here. Yeah. And there's subtle variations here and there. He's not just phoning it in and, like, doing uh-huh. this one-note thing.
1: I loved him in um, The Boys, dude. I thought he was great in that he was show. great in The Boys as well.
0: Yeah. And, again, the, like, the, and I, I just saw him on Better Call Saul earlier this year, too, as Gus Fring still. Yeah. Which people are, like, if you're not watching Better Call Saul, it's, like, you're getting even more of like one of the best villains in history it's just like yeah we know where things end for him but like it's still fun spending time with fun spending time with him but he's incredible dude and so yeah having watched now and spoiler alert he's already shown back up in mandalorian season two good he's at the end of season one of course moff gideon um but dude Two is just crazy. You started to say something about them bringing in like characters from the universe. Yeah, would you would you Dude, do that? There's so much. The, the first episode of season two, I already told you this. Yeah, it's Ola fantastic. Yes, who's playing an EU character who you probably know from a video game or something. I don't
1: know. He's playing the man that that had t- takes Boba Fett's armor. Yeah, which leads us to believe that Boba Fett did survive the. Starlight uh, what would probably also lead us to believe that.
0: Spoiler alert, again, if you're not watching this week to week, is the fact that Tamor Morrison Boba Who played Django Fett, Fett. Yes. And, who essentially would be grown up Boba. Yeah. Shows up at the end of the first episode and is like Wait, what? He shows up. Wait, no, no, no. What?
1: I said who plays Django Fett.
0: Tamor Morrison plays Django. Right. But presumably a grown-up Boba uh-huh. would look like Tamora Morris. Because he's would a clone. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, no, okay. I thought you were telling me that the actor who is the child Boba Fett is taking this role over. No, I thought no, that's no, what no, you were going no. back and forth with. Yeah, the guy who played Django, Boba Fett's dad, yeah, is playing taking... Boba Fett. It should have been, yeah, perfect call. Yeah. Great casting. Good job, Disney. I, uh, yeah. yeah. I read that and was like, okay, great.
0: Yeah. Good When's the Fett showing Disney. back up? P.S. Fucking pay your employees and stop. Yelling about reopening Disney World in California. Yeah. Um, chill the fuck out. Pay your employees. If their jobs are all at risk, take some of your billions upon billions of dollars and pay your fucking park workers listen, and shut the fuck up. Listen, pay them in Disney dollars. You can do that.
1: You got the money. You've been printing it. we just the jolly old mouse over here. We
0: don't give a shit about any of the little guys. Or the Jew. G- no, I'm not going to say we're that. We're just going to shove. Baby Yoda in your face, so you won't think about any of this shit. Oh, God, there's people like petitioning to reopen the parks. So it's like, guys, a million new cases? What? What? Are, I don't even know what it's at right now. Like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? I mean, you just think You just that, want more Disney Plus subscriptions just like inject this shit into people's eyeballs while they're in quarantine right now, get them hooked on it and then raise the price in 2021. You no, want to recoup all your shit.
1: No, the, you what? don't remember, you don't realize Sorry. Disney was banking on like this bankrupting the government so that they, <laughs> they could, could bail it. No, they could bail out the government. <laughs> and then guess what? 5 years from now We have the first annual Hunger Games. (laughs) Okay? That's what Disney wanted to happen. Spectrum, Viacom, Time Warner, that conglomerate, they were hoping so as well, but when it didn't happen, they gave you that peacock network to try and compete and take market share. You mark my words. Disney, Viacom, Pfizer, or Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson, basically, and... Brookshire Hathaway. Those are going to be the four big companies. That- where's
0: Where's GE in all of this? They own all of those, right? Does GE... Maybe. <laughs> I, I don't always know. I always just used to... It's like, if you took a look for a second and looked at what GE actually like had... Oh, yeah.
2: Conspiracy <laughs> hour
0: <on the laughs> yeah. TV, What are we talking about? <laughs> Dude. But I always just was like, GE sure owns a lot of shit. Got their fingers in a lot of... They're tendrils (laughs) in a lot of places. Well, you know what
1: it is? At the end of the day, it probably all goes back to Standard Oil, Noah. Honestly. When when Standard came up with the idea... (laughs) Seriously. When Standard came up with the idea of, oh, no, it's a trust. Like, it's not really my business, but it is my business. Legally, I don't own that, but I fucking own that. Like, whatever lawyer decided that for Rockefeller back in the day single-handedly change the entire landscape of the american economic system and that's why we need you to go to patreon and <laughs> donate whatever you feel necessary dot com slash
0: great segue <laughs> really appreciate sometimes it.
1: sometimes i have it dude this right. is fucking fun i wish Would we did this more often talked <laughs> Had Yeah, a conversation yeah Tried about to make stuff. Each other laugh. yeah that's I live for the moments when you laugh when you send me text messages that are all cast bah I live for those moments because I know the face I know the sound yeah. I know exactly what's going on when I see those and so that's why
0: I appreciate that I type in BA on my phone and it just it has my yep. I just got it yeah. right there um okay I'm done with TV okay. I think I'm also I started Moonbase 8 which is on Showtime which I don't have access to but the first episode was free on Apple TV Plus
1: why would you do that to yourself um What's the deal with Apple TV? If it you're... sucks.
0: Um, that's that's my hot take. After I am going to cancel it today. Actually, oh, because it reminds cancel, me that that's all I need I to cancel. It. Yeah. it's five dollars a month. You could presumably hang on to it. Here is the thing: they want to be a new Amazon. I already have Amazon, dude, but they want to be Amazon without any free streaming movies that are not originals. Okay, so. What Apple TV Plus is essentially at this point is all of their original programming. So if you want to go watch stuff like Defending Jacob or Servant or Mythic Quest, the new Rob McElhaney show, or Ted Lasso with your boy Jason Sudeikis, Um, if you want to watch Greyhound, the Tom Hanks movie, if you, like me, wanted to watch the new Sofia Coppola on the rocks with Bill Murray and Rashida Jones. um, Oh, yeah. And I was like... I'll do the free trial so I can watch it. If you want to watch those things, you're good. What you're going to do with it after that, I have no idea. Because there's no library of free streaming stuff like there is on Prime or Hulu or Netflix. It is essentially, they want you to buy your channels the same way you do on Amazon. For Showtime, for HBO. They want to be your hub for all of this premium content so that Apple's getting a little off the top of these subscriptions that's what they want and then it essentially connects to the iTunes store where you can pay substantially more money to rent a movie through your iTunes than if you just went over to your Amazon Prime and rented it there I'm talking like two to three dollars difference depending on the movie in some cases so Apple TV Plus sucks um, as an app at this point I can't tell you that there's any reason to have it for longer than a month. You can binge all of the shows I just said um, and watch all of the original movies they have right now. Excuse me. They also have Boys State, which is apparently one of the best documentaries of the year. Haven't watched it yet. And they have the Beastie Boys story, directed by Spike Jones, which I will probably also check out before I cancel my subscription. Um, but that's it. Other than that, it is a hub. It's it, They just want to be Amazon, like we have our channels through Amazon. That's what they're trying to do. And they want you to stay in the Apple ecosystem of like buying an iTunes, et cetera, et cetera. So you may want to do that. I know no, you're I an don't. Apple music I don't. Person. I, I, I um on the PlayStation
1: and, and, when it comes up, there's some things that say Apple TV. And I'm like, that thumbnail looks good, but if it's anything like I think thumbnail shit is, I'm not gonna like it. So I'm
0: not gonna bother yeah, with it. Yeah, that again, five bucks a month, not a crazy no. price point comparatively, but even for what's available, cannot recommend. Apple I TV cannot. Plus. I know. I if you want to watch On the Rocks for free? Do that. If you watch Greyhound for free, do that. I cannot and
1: do another service. There. There's already too much.
0: Okay. Oh, too many. 100%. They're too Here's much. Here's what I boiled it down to. It's Netflix, Prime, HBO Max. Those are the three you need.
1: Those are the three we have. So, That's of course, they're going to be what now, you Hulu, boiled it now, down Hulu,
0: to. No, Hulu, which thankfully I also have access to now as well, also they, has great, great original. And they have... FX on Hulu, which is essential if you are a non-cable person. Right, I was going to say, if you are worried about... If you're missing out on FX specifically, you're missing out on some of the best prestige television in the game right now. Consistently great stuff. The only network, in my opinion, that rivals HBO on a regular basis just in terms of the sheer quality and consistency of the stuff they put out. And HBO doesn't always hit a home run with their big flagship series, but... I mean, for, every one of, of, for every one of those that's kind of a stinker, there's like three or four smaller ones that you didn't even realize came out that are like incredible. So pound for pound, I still think HBO has got the top slot in terms of quality programming. Netflix is the sheer shotgun approach. We've talked about that. There's just so much of it. Um, mm-hmm. But there are gems within there for sure. And then And then Prime's always sitting over there and I'm just like, Great selection of classics and stuff that I usually haven't seen, and just like also just B movies and shit that you would never like act. But if it's free streaming, if it's in front of your first no, three sliders no, or whatever, no,
1: I watched Robocop 3 and 2, okay?
0: And you didn't watch one.
1: No, I know one, I know one too well. It's real simple. Fair enough. You know, Kurtwood Davis is in it, or Kurt, whatever his name is. Kurtwood Smith. Smith Davis, same thing. Um, and is
0: it, it Paul, da- who's... Paul Dano? No. <laughs> I thought it was maybe Paul Davis that's fucking Romano from ER, but no, yeah. it's Paul something, isn't it? Something, I don't know. I don't know. But RoboCop's yeah. great. But <laughs> I love, dude, I remember
1: three because I was like, what I, is it? I remember why three the, on VHS.
0: Yeah. It's just because it's the one we had. Yeah, because it was PG-13. PG-13 because we could watch it. Because we definitely were not Just it,
1: it just amazes dude, me that like... Yeah. 87 is 2, 91 is Terminator 2, right? 91
0: or 92. I think 91 is
1: right, yeah. And so the answer to the greatest sci-fi movie, one of the greatest sci-fi movies of all time, is a PG-13 third installment of your... I don't think they were competing at all. I know people put them together later because like Robocop versus Terminator, all that. But, like, the third one was the one you put out after T2, thinking that anybody would go see it is
0: ridiculous. Yeah. And I don't understand it at all. And two's the one with the shitty little kid, right? Yeah, but the you Kid also, villain.
1: But you know who also in there? Who? Tom Noonan. Okay, go, Noonan. Nuke. Yeah, the shitty little kid
0: who like you, you know what we might need to do at some point in the Maybe it's a re- maybe it's a retro review. Oh, what is that? Fucking knock around guys. Oh yeah. I Haven't seen it in forever. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> one of those movies that I was like addicted to. In yeah. Post fast Strangely and for yeah, like, strangely for some reason. I was like what is it Dude, about this movie that you, Noah fucking was, loves? Well, it did. It was the combination. It was just all of those guys all at once. It was like I thought Barry Pepper was like the next big thing. I was already in love with Vin Diesel at the time. And the other thing, it was it was mom, man. We were we both went in hard <laughs> yeah. on on Vinny D.
1: And you know what? You pulled Dude, out oh really my quick. God. You Did pulled you out really Gerogodra quick after that. This
0: past weekend? No, I didn't. Bone Diesel? <laughs> I gotta fucking show you Bone Diesel, okay, pull, dude.
1: Show me Bone Diesel after we finish with this show, dude. You I pulled, just gotta pull it up so I <laughs> don't forget. You, yeah, but like you pulled out of that rather quickly for some reason because I went to see Babylon A.D. with. Oh, Babylon I was out. I was in out. Theaters, by that. okay.
0: I was out before Fast and the Furious Four. Right. Yeah, Fast you, and Furious. Right. Right. Fast, Furious.
1: What was it? Fast and Furious. Fast and Force
0: Furious. Movie. No thes.
1: Yeah. But you gotta hand
0: Lose it to... The, the Yeah. It's cleaner.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like...
0: KBJT yeah.
1: in a Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> hey, it could happen, man. I mean, but you gotta love that he, like, single-handedly like revamps this franchise while getting moved money to make other things. You know? Like yeah I'll come do this but you're gonna finance my Riddick movie like my third Riddick movie that I've been wanting to make which I've never seen and I don't think was that great yeah do you want to just take a pause and show me (laughs) Bone (laughs) Diesel or do you want to like
0: show you Bone (laughs) Diesel
1: Is that the whole reason why he has a shaved head this year? Is to do this bit? (laughs) my god bone tv jesus christ man bone diesel <laughs> bone
0: diesel on bone oh tv god, dude. i was dying laughing he looks so much like him god. it's that's disturbing. why I, I, <laughs> it's so <disturbing>. <laughs> <laughs> that's why i asked was the shaving of the head no, bit dude, was, he's done so much other stuff with it but when he popped up as as diesel dude i was <laughs> like what it's so perfect speaking of which I don't think we ever addressed this this was like a couple months back at this point what'd you think of the Vin Diesel single what mean does
1: what are you talking about he's
0: he's a singer now
1: oh he's always been a singer dude you no. just didn't know it <laughs> I don't know what you're about to play me so honestly I have no
0: idea Gavin's already like I like this <laughs>
1: That's Vin Diesel, for real? Get the fuck out of here, dude. Is that his... What kind of auto tune is on this? What kind of like
0: <laughs> distortion? Knows, a lot of shit.
1: This can't be his singing voice. There's no way. It can't be. How many filters are on this? Seriously. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he likes EDM, baby. I don't know what to tell you. He has one song. That's it. Listen,
1: if you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit you with the same thing Dad hit me with. I play Dad something off of 808 and Heartbreak. And he thought it was amazing. And I told him it was Kanye West. And he's like, I don't know how I feel about it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so if you would just
1: been like, hey, listen to this. I'd have been like, I probably would have been bobbing with the V Ve- and like fucking getting into it. And then you're like, oh, by the way, it's Vin Diesel. My <laughs> mind would have been blown. and be like, oh, my God, Vin Diesel's
0: amazing. Dude, when I walked but into t- work and said, you heard the new Vin Diesel? Like, I could not wait to do it. Because I was just like, everybody's going to be like, wait, what? <laughs> what did no, you-? I'm see, like, those, he's making EDM now. It's dude. one of the things you
1: have to do is you just play it. But don't tell them. Because the, the surprise is way better. If they don't know it's him going into it, you get the honest reaction like, "I kind of like this." And then when you hear it's Vin Diesel, people might feel indifferent about it. But if they True. know it's you know, if they know it's Vinny D going in, it's like, "Whoa, wait a minute! Like, wait a minute! How am I supposed to feel about this? Because I was waiting to hear him sing, in what I thought was a terrible singing voice, not this auto-tuned whatever that was." <laughs> I'm probably gonna download when I go home. I'm just saying. You sure you will? Is what it is. Okay. We can talk music stuff. Like.
0: We're having fun here. Fast and loose. Okay. Fast and loose. Um, <laughs> all right. I'm going to run through the rewatches for movies. Stop me if you want to talk about anything. Go for it. Back to the Future Part 2. We talked about it. I could not do it previously because it was October. So I had to pause between one and two for a month. So I Part 2. It's still my favorite. I know I'm an idiot, but it's still my favorite. Has what? been since I was a kid. What's wrong with two? There's nothing wrong with two it's just like saying that that's the best of the series is ridiculous like the first one is a classic the and it's diminishing returns i love all three i've always loved all three but two as a kid i was like it, it has everything i love about the first one and it's got all this future shit what's not to love
1: well it also lets you see all the shit you love of the first one and
0: just show you yeah it's if, the highlight reel yeah to and my also the well, magic trick of like existing and dancing around and through the plot it's of the, the original it's the crazy. only
1: thing that would have made that, that would have been the first time I can remember in a movie where an action that is unexplained in the first movie is explained by the existence of someone else that you did not see
2: mm-hmm. in
1: in a time travel movie more than anything. So like you know if someone's you know if there was something that had happened, Almost kind of like an interstellar kind of thing. Like, oh, he's always in the cabinet or whatever whatever yeah. shit we talked about. If that had been able to be pulled off or, like, they had the wherewithal to be like, yes, this thing is a perfect script. We're going to leave this one little piece in one. is like a tiny, maybe a plot hole. And then we'll kind of come back when we make two and explain it away as, well, Marty was, this is, it was Marty, but not Marty we know. Marty from a different timeline because time is a flat circle. Like, <laughs> you know, if that had been you. what Zemeckis did, I'd be like... You are a god. You should like quit movie- making movies and figure out how to have us travel through time because this is amazing. But it didn't happen. I yeah. love two as well. I think one is. I I I think one is the, a perfect script. Yeah, I know a lot of people say it, but I believe it. handful of movies can say that.
0: Back to the Future is. A perfect. It's also, one of the strangest blockbusters ever made. Yes, it's just a fucking weird movie. Right, it just really is. When you stop and <laughs> you think yeah. about it, what a weird movie. Well,
1: just what it's just what you said about about that Queen's Gambit show. It is so simple on its surface that it's it's chess in the '60s, and it's this, and that's it. It's you go back it's in time.
0: The star is tall. <laughs> yeah,
1: I tell you, if you the one's and the talent, <laughs> the acting. It's between the the motions of action and cut. You get rid of Eric Schultz and you put Michael J. Fox <laughs> in and it's a whole new ball
0: game. Yeah, a it's a ball match. game I want to go to. It's a ball Era. game
1: I want to watch over and over and over.
0: We were watching a slight transition back to TV for a second. I finished it's Greek. We were binging through all of it, catching up with the rest of the world that's obsessed with it. I know what that fucking show is. Okay, cool. It's Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara and it's Canadian and it's great. Um, and it's on Netflix and it's funny. And Did you he not just
1: pass?
0: No. <laughs> Who just passed?
1: From American... Fred Willard? That's who I'm thinking I mean, of, yeah. Yeah. Does Fred Willard have something to do with American
0: Pie? He shows up in Wedding in the third one. He's the dad He's of him? Hannigan's dad. That's right. Yeah.
1: I don't know why I'm thinking... Th- yeah, okay.
0: And, I mean, he shows up because, yeah, him and Eugene Levy are buddies from all the Christopher Guest movies and SCTV yeah. back in the day. Anyways, um, you've lost, I've lost track of my Shits Creek, why I even brought it up.
1: You were watching Shits Creek back in the day? Lost it. You're- okay. You'll think about it. I don't know what we were we're just got done, done about. talking about Back to the Future. You watched Back to the Future, too.
0: I did. I also rewatched my most-watched movie ever, Ocean's Eleven. They're all on Netflix. Oh, right yeah, now. I saw that. Yeah, I saw the. So came I, out, I watched Eleven. Uh, and then I literally, Veronica, like mercil- mercilessly mocked me the whole time. Like, she knows that I've seen it the most of anything and that I love it and... She's not a huge Clooney or a Pitt fan. And mm-hmm. she just kept saying, Matt Damon. <laughs> Every single time God, he that's showed terrible. up. And that's I was just like, yep, babe, that's Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> that's Matt
1: Damon. That's terrible. Um, but, but also hilarious at the same time.
0: Dude, you can't not. Even he no, thinks it's funny. Exactly. Everybody loves that's, Team America. Like, what the are we talking about? bit. Um, yeah, it's the one most quotable line <laughs> from that movie. Um, but yeah, I've talked. I'm sure I've talked about it on a podcast at some point. It's the movie I've seen the most because it was my go to sleep movie for like over a year. Um, still holds up for me. I love it. I'm gonna watch 12 and 13, just not when she's around because she's just gonna make fun of them the whole time. <laughs> um, but yeah, when it was over, she was like, "So that was it?" And I was like, "Yeah." And she was like, "I oh, got okay. I guess I was just picturing more of like an action movie." And I was like, well, "It's a heist movie. It's not an action heist movie. It's just a heist movie. Mm-hmm. It's a caper." a caper very different very different anyways it's great get off my back <laughs> uh, <laughs> we watched inside out i of course i saw it in theaters she'd never seen it before uh the pixar film that's the one with all the emotions um, oh yeah uh great stuff totally worked on me again main reason we wanted to watch it uh pete doctor's new one called soul uh I believe comes out christmas day on disney plus hmm Jamie Foxx is an aging jazz man who has lost his love of music and has to rediscover it. find some soul again. Hmm. Supposed to be incredible. Can't wait for it. Pete Doctor's my favorite of the Pixar bunch. He did Up as well. It's my favorite Pixar. Uh, Oh, okay. also did Monsters, Inc. back in the day. Yeah. Anyways. And, uh, you know, a little movie called Citizen Kane. All my rewatches. Mank comes out in like a week. Uh, so... Doing a little prep. A little prep for Mank.
2: Mm.
0: The only movie that might unseat I am Thinking of Ending Things as my number one. Mm. Maybe there's something else out there I haven't come across yet, but that's the one I'm waiting for. Drops December 4th on Netflix. Drops November 25th at the Indie Theater down here. So I'm going to go see that bad boy on the big screen, hopefully with nobody else in the crowd. We'll see Mm -hmm. what happens. Uh... That's it on my rewatches. You got any rewatches? You want to barrel through them?
1: Oh, what I do? Um, RoboCop 2 and 3. I um,
0: That we haven't already discussed.
1: I'm trying to think, man. I didn't keep a list because I was just
0: I was so Not amped a up. No fr- problem. I'm going to give you some stuff I watched for the first time. Fr- you just you just tell me what you, okay. what you got. Okay. Still on the new side. I'm going to go very quick. Trial of Chicago 7. New Aaron Sorkin. It's on Netflix. Thoroughly enjoyed it. I think you will, too. Sasha Baron Cohen.
1: I just listened to the... Incredible
0: uh, cast. Yahya Abdul-Mateen from Watchmen.
1: I just listened to Jeremy the...
0: Jeremy Strong from Succession. Mark Rylance. <laughs> Keep
1: going. I just listened to the podcast. The podcast on it, yeah. About... From American History Tellers about it. So, it's fresh in my mind. I'll probably sure. check it out.
0: I mean, it's one... If you've seen any of the docs about it or any of the other TV movies, like, you definitely know the story. This is probably, like best encapsulation of like all the different personalities at play and it's got great sorkin dialogue him as a director he's all right man he's no venture no just stick to writing you kind kind of wish venture was making it or the original incarnation which i guess was spielberg directing his screenplay with philip seymour hoffman in the mark rylance role and a couple other key changes that would have made it interesting uh but yeah i'm down with what we got it's it's on the the upper side of the Netflix original movies, the high profile ones they've done over the last few years. American Utopia, which is available on HBO Max. This is David Burns' uh, touring concert film oh, yeah, slash I Broadway that. show that was shot by Spike Lee for the movie. It's great. Um, at the same time, it is also not Stop Making Sense, which is the greatest concert movie of all time. So if you're comparing it to that, yeah, it's not that great. If you're comparing it to every other concert movie, um, it's one of the best ones as well. Right up there was Stop Making Sense. So, highly recommend that, even if you're not a huge David Byrne or Talking Heads fan. But if you're not, I don't want to know you, as they say. Okay. Borat, subsequent movie film? Yes. You watched this? Oh, yeah. Finally? Uh, yeah. I know you were saving it. We briefly talked about it before. I think we we both pretty much had the same take, which is like, it was, it was a blast and we... I feel like we kind of almost enjoyed the just flat out comedy of it and the narrative of it more right. than even the political commentary or those aspects of yeah. it. Like all of that stuff is there. And obviously everybody's been talking about the Giuliani thing to death, but it's so just some great writing and setups, just right. great jokes. In the yeah, movie. exactly. Yeah.
1: If you, if you love, if you just like, Oh my God, another Borat. And you wanted, you've been wanting that. Like you, you were there for like Bruno, And you've been like, oh, the dictator was scripted, but I love it. I
0: was there for Bruno in the theater when 10 people walked out before it was over. I was there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just love the idea that, like, that man stood up in front of all of us in January and was so stern about you gotta have these internet companies and like people who are unregulated, like they need to be held in line for what they're allowing people to preach and all this, this and that. Mm-hmm. And the entire year he had a fucking Borat movie waiting for us <laughs> to come out. Right. And I'm just like, I fucking love you, man. Dude, I can't not be- to mention you had the trial of Chicago seven. And and was that that other they
0: dropped sh- within weeks of each other? Right.
1: And what did, yeah. did he not have another show? Was it late last year, early this year about the Israeli, the, Badass Israeli Israeli secret agent dude. I think that was end of last year. Okay, but but still, I mean, you have all the... Again, you know, you film stuff out of whack or whatever. I don't... The thing is, I saw somebody post that, like, just... They posted some kind of meme. It was like...
0: Is it Infidel? Is that the Netflix show?
1: I can't remember. That might have been it. Um, But it talks about, like, you... You know, you think the world's getting so bad and out of whack, but then you see that this guy's back... And you feel a little bit better. And it was somebody had taken a picture of him.
0: The spy. The spy, yeah. Continue.
1: But they'd taken a picture of him in, ca- in you know, whatever, driving it, the truck or whatever. They'd taken a picture of it on the highway. And that was the first thing I'd ever heard about him making a new movie. I hadn't heard it in the zeitgeist or anything. That just popped up as a meme on the internet. And then to find out, like, within, like, not even a month later, here it is. I was like, And
0: also, here it is on Amazon Prime. Right. Like, of all places. immediately. Not even, like. Oh, it's $20 to buy right. for 2 months. It's like exactly. no, it's just here for a majority of people. Like yeah. did you make it it feels the movie feels like I'm going to go do this
1: and either they were in they were doing it as the pandemic started or they did it in the pandemic and made it and had it cut and done for you yeah. and was out within like this should tell you. It doesn't take much. If you if you, to to get something shot, chopped, and in somebody's face, it doesn't take much. Yeah. If you want to do it, I feel like he did this for us. He <laughs> knew if we didn't have it, we would
0: tear ourselves to pieces. Yeah. We might even let Trump win. It, it definitely distracted people for like a week, or at least yeah. a new cycle or two yeah. of uh, discussing some of it. Um. But again, yeah, it's like all of that stuff. Again, it's so of the moment. We talked about this with Ron the Jewels a little bit. It's like, I don't know how that stuff will age in a couple years, like whether it'll still hit as hard or like, you know, who knows. But the core jokes of like having her eat the baby cupcake and then going to the like Christian like pregnancy counselor. um just incredible stuff it'll never not this be funny it great, just will always this is great
1: stuff. be stuff until but the, I put baby inside. I feel better want to give her a treat and I put the baby I put the baby inside of her but I just so take to it for <laughs> um like and until and that's the thing until the person on the other end of that joke changes their attitude that joke will always be funny Like until they're like, (laughs) you know what? We probably shouldn't do this whole abstinence and pray the gay away thing. We should probably just be a little bit more tolerant and like understanding that life happens because we're not perfect. We're not. We are made in our Creator's image, but we are not perfect. If they just change their attitude, that joke's not funny anymore. That's the thing I think I love about it is because it's not. It's not overly in your face, being like, "This person's look at this motherfucker. He's dumb. He's stupid for being this way." And I'm gonna make fun of him by a real situation that like they've probably been in and the comedy isn't that it's that this person has an obscene, absurd viewpoint and I'm just going to kind of gently poke fun at it and bring it out in a way that you've never thought of before. Cause I would have never thought of that joke. I've never known any other thing of any other joke, any other comedy bit, any other stand up bit about a guy taking his daughter into a, a, a clinic and being like, Oh, she has a baby inside of her. And the, the, you know, the reveal is that, oh, she ate a cupcake and it's a tiny baby. Who would think that is like a funny joke? You don't come up with it. But it's writers like these that are like, yeah, that's a fun situation to put somebody in. And the back and forth with like, will you tell him I will give her to Pence? Like, he's just getting oh, the... the gu- slow faxes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. That, and of course, I don't want to spoil it, but the fucking end, dude. Yeah, That was the perfect way to write out. I loved it. I thought it was like, oh, I mean... I'm still one of those people who really enjoys the whole usual suspects angle of things. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'll ride or die for it all the the time. Make fun of it all you want. Oh, and I will. I will. You know what I think about, though? Do you remember Wrongfully Accused? Yeah. Do you remember the bit where John
0: Walsh looks at the... Like, he (laughs) he runs away... (laughs) I saw that before. I saw Usual Suspect Me too. <laughs> it's like okay. I w- there were so many of those too, where we saw the Leslie Nielsen parody version of something right. before we like, and I, it was just yeah, years of watching stuff and be like, oh that, oh okay, okay. Do you I know get
1: what? Now. I don't know if I talked to you about this last time. We mentioned Leslie Nielsen, but do you know I was listening to something with it was well, it was Gilbert Gottfried's podcast, and he made the comment that like. The bit with Nielsen was that like in Airplane, he's a serious actor, Mm -hmm. and he's playing everything straight, and it's fucking hilarious. Mm -hmm. Then he started to think he was funny with the fart machine and taking that to every set. And so the subsequent films after that that are trying to parody a genre don't necessarily work as well as something like an airplane or a naked gun because it's like he did that straight. Right. And everything else next is played for a laugh, like I'm gonna show you where Mr. Magoo wrongfully accused Dracula dead sp- and loving it. Spy hard. Yeah. It, he's playing it for the laugh, so it doesn't come across like he could have played not the magic of what he could have played him. Dracula straight. Like he could have been trying to do his I best like Gary Oldman.
0: Weirdly enough, he gets, it's still Zucker adjacent, but he eventually gets back to that in like scary movie three and stuff as the president right. where he's he, like, he gets the joke, but he knows how to play the joke right. at the same time. Yeah. Um,
1: but that but that's that dip in the nineties after the naked gun movies. It was like, yeah. Oh, he no, he thinks but he thinks again, he knows he's funny. With all
0: of those you just mentioned, I rented multiple times Fuck from yeah. our local video store not? when I was a kid because that's I true. thought he was the funniest guy. Well, who else is doing slapstick comedy on a
1: large visual scale?
0: Jim Carrey, that's about it. And I had already seen all of those. Yeah, exactly. And we were but, raised on Les Nielsen because of Paul, because yeah. of the naked gun movies. Exactly. That's got naked gun when I was like four. Yeah. For some reason. I just remember the 33 and the third and like Anna Nicole's like. So, dude, again, the third one that I've seen more than any of the. Like I know all of the bits from the first one. But I've seen the third one more than any of the. Any in the series. And what is the second one about anyway? I don't even know one knows. No one knows, no knows what's the Phantom second movie. Yeah. It's like Hot Shots 1 and Part 2. That I completely like flip in my brain all the time. Oh man, Like dude. what bit is in what movie. But yeah.
1: Hot Shots is a little bit easier to understand though because like yeah, it's very one's Top Rambo God. and one's, one's Top Gun. It's yeah. that simple. But moment. again,
0: in my head, some of those scenes are in the same movie. Like I can't differentiate them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: I do love the the Charlie the Charlie Sheen Martin Sheen bit in part two.
0: Oh, that's the best. They pass part. each other. It's like <laughs> Love on <in> Wall Street.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's the best joke in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um
1: and fucking Richard Crenna is is in the movie as yeah, well. As he's the playing guy. the same role <laughs> yeah, basically. Basically,
0: okay. Um,
1: oh, he was in Leviathan too. I don't know if I told you that when we talked about an arc of of E. Really good.
0: I'll get to it
1: next October. Peter Willa, dude, it's it's sci-fi. You could go there, dude. I might check it out soon. You know, if you just watch RoboCop and you get it like a Peter Weller <laughs> fix, you can't it like itchy. I'll go you can't... naked lunch before I go anything else. I will okay. do, do the naked lunch, but then do Leviathan. It's pretty good. You would enjoy it.
0: This is available on YouTube, so free for everybody with an internet connection. Um, an evening with Tim Heidecker. Okay. Now, if you don't already love him, I don't know if this is gonna convince you or if you're even going to be able to stand it but if you appreciate what he does if you enjoy anti comedy um it's one of the most incredible stand up sets i've ever seen dude it is basically a parody of bad stand up <laughs> the whole set is a parody of like the worst stand up of all time essentially um and if it's one of those, if you get the joke and you click in with the vibe you are on the floor. If you don't, it can could possibly the, be the most grating, like, unfunny thing you've ever seen. Uh, I highly recommend everybody check it out, whether you are aware of, of him at all. Uh, but yeah, An Evening with Tim Heidecker, which is on YouTube. Speaking of cool live, live stream-ish stuff, this was a while back now, but Future Island's one of my favorite bands. Their new album, uh, As Long As You Are, came out a couple weeks ago. And they did a live stream that you could buy tickets for, and it went off without a hitch. It was shot incredibly well, and they did basically a, a smattering of all of their albums, and it was just an evening with them it was very fucking cool. And it was a one-time-only thing. I don't even think you can go and like watch it anywhere now, unless you had a ticket. You could watch it for like two more days. Um, in that vein as well, I did the Wet Hot American Summer live stream. Oh yeah, I you mentioned that the other day. two and a half hours. Um, they read through the entirety of the original script. Not the entirety, but most of it. They adjusted some things because some actors could not take part. Uh, and then they did basically a sampling of scenes from both seasons of the Netflix series. Uh, incredible the amount of people they got to come back and some of the subs they got as well. Uh, and it was super fun. It was a fun fun little evening. Everybody hanging out for like two and a half hours. Hmm. Um, and kind of reveals to you again how great the scripting is in that movie and in the series of just like even though we know these bits and we know these lines it's like just hearing them do them even through zoom is like you know just great stuff so that was a fun little party uh this uh this one slipped past October because he waited till november to release it talking about the dark and the wicked is available on vod right now did you watch this mm-hmm. you did yeah oh i never got a reaction oh yeah not not crazy about it i mean looked beautiful did you get did you get just a little like you're just whiffing the fumes of an ari Astra movie like you're just you know yeah it's not like pure heroin but it's like Prescription... Gra- I don't know. I mean, it's, it's like a terrible. little synchronic. It comes See, in at every seven minutes. I get yeah, a little feel I don't know it. the yeah. metaphor, but... Did it... Yeah. Did you get a little Ari light feel from it. This is Brian Bertino's... Uh, the Dark and the Wicked. This is the guy who made The Strangers, uh, which I love, and The Monster, which is, I feel like, really underseen and underrated. Uh, that was a couple years ago. With oh, Zoe Kazan.
1: I was going to tell you, the two guys... Woodward and Bernstein, Benson, <laughs> Benson and did th- those two. They produced this movie. I've been trying to watch about like a guy whose like girl uh, girlfriend or wife has gone off and left him. He's alone in a house, mm-hmm. and every night some kind of like thing tries to get into his home, sort of thing. Okay. Really low budget one, but it looked like it was something they produced. They didn't. Or one of them I might have even acted in. I can't tell you the name of it. It always pops up underneath, like certain little indie horror things that are on Prime, and it looks really low budget. It looks in, like in the same beam of resolution, but they had something to do with it, and that's where I <coughs> thought I knew them from to begin with. But I meant I meant to mention that the other day when you started talking about about this. I can't I can't remember the name of it. But it looked hella interesting. Like the trailer, the trailer, you definitely get the feel of like, okay, this is not something big budget. This isn't something that like people put a ton of money behind. But after midnight, that's it. That's what I'm thinking of. And I don't know. That, I'm assuming they produced something. I just I remember. That, I thought their names were attached to it okay. at some point. yeah. No, so they right. did produce it. And I right. think they both starred in it as well. Okay, that makes that's why. Okay, I knew I knew
0: them from somewhere when you mentioned them. But Justin Benson, isn't it? Aaron Moorhead is not. Okay. okay. Um, I will check that one out. I think it might be on Shutter still.
1: It yeah it should be. That's okay. how I, it's only ever. But that's the thing. It's only ever on Shutter that I so, would see anything for. It. We
0: won't do spoilers for this one. This is another one you would have to rent. I highly recommend it. I don't know about Gavin. I I re- highly recommend it with the caveat that this movie is fucked up. It is super it fucked. Is really fucked up. Yeah. Um, not for the faint of heart. It's. It's graphic, but it's also, it's that kind of stuff that gets under your skin where you're just like, oh man, that's just so dark. Right. It's just so dark where you took this. And like, I do love the commitment to that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Where it's like, this is what this movie is. Like, you know, enter at your own risk kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't think it's without a purpose or a point. I think it's incredibly effective. I think most of the scares if not all of them like really did a number on me like very effective but the overall tone and the ultimate ending which i will not spoil is just so heavy man yeah it's just like just so messed up it's just yeah but i mean the i don't know the, the thing the, i don't know what i'm supposed
1: ahead. to glean from it though
0: i don't know where I don't i'm supposed think to you're g- supposed to glean anything other than the devil is for real and he does not fuck around and it doesn't matter if you believe in him or not he believes in you, <laughs> and he believes in what he can do to you. Hmm. And it's basically like the—why? Because he can. And right. again, that's not always the most satisfying no, it's not. answer for some people. Some people don't like their ambiguity, but I did kind of like the, the pitch blackness of just like, these are non believers. The devil is like— I'm going to make you fucking believe. Look at how bad I can make things for you, essentially. Um, But yeah, quick, quick rundown. It's a rural horror movie. Uh, Two kids who haven't been home in a bit. Their um, father is very, very ill. And their mother is having some issues. Okay. Uh, They show up and then, I think you see this in the opening. And it's in the trailer as well. Uh, so not a huge spoiler, but uh, all of a sudden, uh, mom hangs herself. Does she hang herself? How was she able to get up to this thing? But they find their their mom's dead. So now, do we after stay here and take care of dad? What do we do, etc.? After she's excuse. Oh my god! Yeah, dude, she's chopping the carrots. Wild, wild, wild stuff. Yeah. Um, Again, visually. In your face,
1: stunning, look pretty, visceral, very, very the, atmospheric
0: in terms of it being a rural, rural horror film. But- I agree with you that there's not that much there there. That's why, again, to me, it's the huffing the fumes of something like an Ari Aster movie because it doesn't get into your bones the way his movies do because the like, there's not enough characterization, to right. be completely honest. There's not enough backstory on this family and these people as individuals. Um, and I do feel like it rushes a bit to get to some of its more like heightened crazy stuff. Right. But yeah, as far as like VOD horror that I've checked out this year, it's really, really solid. No, it is solid. I don't know that I'm getting another Ari Aster horror movie, so this will, this will do for now, I suppose. Uh, but I recommend people check it out again, not for the faint of heart. Uh, so enter at your own risk with that one. It's the dark and the wicked. You can rent it on VOD right now. Um, I'll also do a plug. We've talked about it on an October episode, but Brandon Cronenberg's Possessor, yeah, one of my favorite movies to, of the year, is it is available on VOD right now. yes. And if you... Uh, it may have already passed. Yep. Literally yesterday from when we were recording this episode. It was on PlayStation Plus for $10 to own. Oh, damn it. For a stretch. Uh, but yeah. Anyways. And another one that it'll probably be streaming somewhere, but... F- freaking pay the VOD thing and rent it through a yeah no I mean I'm, I'm going to service. give a little fraction of a cent to Brandon Cronenberg who had his release date completely fucked this year <laughs> like mm-hmm. yeah and who also again made one of the best movies of the year I finally caught up with Memories of Murder which is freshly available on VOD even though it came out about a decade ago this is the first not excuse me not the first this is the first big Bong Joon-ho movie to oh, put him okay. on the map um, it is about I don't know if it's the first or just the most notorious um killer serial killer in Korean history so it is based on an actu- on actual cases but it is about fictional police officers investigating hmm. and I, that dude just knows how to make a movie you heard me rave about parasite for mm-hmm. fucking ever it was a favorite yeah. movie last year um. And this was no different, dude. I was just like, the stuff he's doing within, the, you You know, you think you are comfortable in, like, certain genre trappings. Like, oh, I know where this is going. I know how things are going to play out based on the rules of the genre. And he just doesn't play by any of those rules. Uh, Would so. you
1: argue he's playing by a set of rules by not playing by a set of rules? I mean,
0: yeah. Okay. <laughs>
1: okay. Just ask him.
0: You know, he can. It's not a problem. But, yeah. Uh, and it also, uh, start the father from parasite is also the lead in this, uh, highly recommend it. And it's new neon who released parasite and possessor, by the way, they have a new remastered version of it. Like this is its coming out party. To America, essentially, gotcha. and it's available on VOD. It was going put to put that a, new tux on. And it It was good, going son. to be a re-release in theaters. That uh, got screwed up, so now it's you know you can go rent it on VOD.
1: What if you just changed it to like
0: 2020? As like nobody the, would have known. No one would have like. Nope. I mean, literally every film critic would know. But like, yeah, by and large, nobody would know and i could even in some circles be like see it all of a sudden it gets nominated for a bunch of stuff and they're like shit oh, shit shit uh 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 well I mean, like, oh, this is his new movie?
1: well technically it came out but just not here right. so
0: yeah uh continuing on I, this is just in chronological order basically i watched the rock and roll hall of fame inductions on hbo which was weird as hell cuz there were no performances and everything was done through zoom and remotely of course uh smartly Fuck you, CMAs. I saw you. I saw what you did. I saw what you did. Did you see that shit?
1: Yeah, Mom and Dad were watching it the other night uh, when I was over there.
0: Did they have anything to say about that? Nope. What the
1: hell, dude? I mean, this I don't think they a were watching free zone. I don't know if they were is watching it. the goddamn it? CMAs. No drama here. No mask
0: either. Oh, God, dude. Wild, I, I wild stuff. Okay. I don't know. I mean, do we
1: do we know the numbers coming out of the CMAs?
0: Who knows, man? Oh, God. Let's. sorry. See how we keep getting sucked into continuing to talk about all this shit? We're trying to do a fucking movie podcast here. All right. Okay. Well,
1: what is the, what is the, I'm
0: trying to think. Is there not anything that's, I mean, i
1: I'm born as the first movie I know of this year that's talked about COVID-19.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm just wondering when we're gonna get the rest of them. Well, host the Shutter Horror movie. It's taking place in a like in literally quarantine lockdown time. Like they okay. never specifically say. Gotcha. I think they do say COVID one time in the movie, but you know what they're talking about because you're just like, this is the this is happening right now kind of okay,
1: thing. Okay, I got you.
0: Um, so yeah, there's movies doing it, and you're they you, just don't want to pay the copyright. For your, COVID. Boy, your boy, your boy Bay produced the. The big one that comes out like end of this year, I think, Songbird, something like that. It's like set in the future. It's another pandemic. He produced it. He did like, I don't, Songbird. I don't know. Songbird. I have no idea what that's about. It's a, it's a quarantine movie. They shot it, produced, shot, edited, etc. all in quarantine.
1: Oh, I'm thinking of the um, one with Ryan Reynolds and The Rock that I want to see that's supposed to be coming out soon. That Funny they sh- Guy? guys
0: I don't know What's what Ryan? that when oh. you said Bay
1: produced, I'm oh, I follow know. my brain logic. Bay just made Six Underground with Ryan Reynolds. Right. You say Bay produced. I know Bay didn't make Free Guy,
0: but no, not Free Guy. It's not Free Guy, it's a different no, one. No, as soon as you said that, I was like, The Rock's not in that, so I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. What's Free Guy? That's the Ryan Reynolds one where he's like in a video game. He's like an N P C character. Oh, yeah. I think I saw a trailer. It's got it was supposed to be a summer release and just they keep kicking the can. Um, okay. Mona Lisa, which we already talked about a bit. You need to go watch it on HBO max. We'll talk about it again in the future. And then I got two back to back bangers. Um, so I watched citizen Kane before that though. I watched the third man for the first time. Carol reads the third man starring Orson Welles, uh, mm-hmm. also starring Joseph Cotton, who's in citizen Kane. And, um, I forget the third guy, but anyways, post-war Vienna, dude shows up to check. Have you? Are you aware? Did you watch it for any film classes ever? I've heard of it. It's again. It's one of those where I'm like, okay, shows up on billions of like best movies ever made list. Never seen it. Yeah, might as well. And I have the Criterion version of it, thanks to you, brother. That giant case you got me from. Uh, what's that place called?
1: Second and Charles.
0: Second and Charles. Yeah. Wait, that giant uh, random box you got me had a oh, copy of The Third Man. In really? There. It sure did. The Criterion copy. It was copy. the Criterion Holy fucking DVD, shit. but yes. The
1: you know what's terrible, Noah? What's that? I dug through all of those and like put the best on the very bottom, Yeah, and I didn't even realize that that was in you
0: there. You didn't even realize that The Third Man was in there? Yeah. Like, honestly, I might just
1: do that again for everybody for Christmas. How was that not the like, dopest idea? You no, know,
0: that was great. Yeah. That was fantastic. Um,
1: I got so excited. I was like, oh, he's going to hate this. He's well, going to hate this. It, but I
0: also... Recently, because we're winding down in terms of TV shows, I'm waiting until, like, early, mid-December for some movies. Were there what? Billy
1: Blank's Tybo DVDs in that box? I think so. That's why There might be. It's the gift that keeps on giving. There you go. This episode is mean, you watched on Second YouTube, and I,
0: You just reminded me that they're in there. I need to go look for them. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to have to go. That's what I'm doing Anyways, for everybody. Dude, Boom. the third man, uh-huh. can I tell you about it? Because I'll probably lend it to you if you want to take it home, if this sounds interesting to you. It's... Kind of, it's basically a noir. Essentially, it's post-war Vienna. Joseph Cotton shows up to check on his buddy Harry Lime,
1: who—spoiler mm-hmm.
0: alert—it's not a spoiler. He's on the fucking poster, and every—I guess you know this going in. Maybe it was a huge shocker at the time, but Harry Lime is played by Orson Welles. Okay, mm-hmm. he doesn't show up in the movie for like an hour and fifteen minutes. Okay? Right, he's there investigating, and as soon as he gets there, it's like, oh, your buddy's dead. He got killed in a car accident a couple days ago. It's like, well, shit. But then some details don't totally add up. Some things sound a little fishy. Maybe he was involved in some weird stuff. Maybe he was a trafficker. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on in post-war Vienna. There's four different nations, essentially, all with different interests and stuff, all seeing how things are going to shake out there. So Buddy starts investigating. He meets the former lover of Harry Lime as well. Falls in love with her, of course, because what are you gonna do? Um, <clears throat> and then, you know, of course, it takes a turn. I told you Orson Welles is in the movie, and he shows up. And hey, he's not dead. But why? Why did people think he was dead? Did he fake his own death, etc., etc.? What are the stakes? I won't spoil them for you. It's incredibly well written. I think it's Graham Greene that wrote it. The the author, yeah, did the screenplay for it. Um, it's great, dude. I mean, I don't want to spoil where it goes. It's not a huge, it's not a ton of like twists and turns. It's just like incredibly well done and well shot, and one of like the greatest and bleakest endings I've seen in a movie from that era. Where you're just like, dude, did the '70s like creep back in here? What the hell happened? What well, did it, it was, come out? Um, it's 1943. Don't quote me on that I was going to say How did we know we won? It's Posters and Kane Excuse me But how did we know we won? 1949 Excuse me. I was going to say excuse
1: You me. can't tell me it's a post-war Vienna 1943 There is no Vienna 1943
0: Sorry man I, It's <laughs> I late know. We're two hours into it. I know I'm just giving this. you shit Sorry yeah. Um, But yeah dude I'll, I'll give you my DVD It's yeah, one of those It's just like Everybody should watch it At some point It's just a really fucking good movie Um, Speaking of really, really good movies, I had an absolute revelation last night. What's that? I finally watched Tokyo Story. It's my first Ozu movie. It's Mm -hmm. from 1953. I have not cried like this in a long time. And it's 2020, dude. It's 2020. Just to to remind everybody. Yeah. You've had a lot to be sad about. Absolutely wrecked me in the best possible way just a achingly just a perfect movie dude hmm. absolutely destroyed me tokyo story is about an aging couple who live in a rural like district of japan going to visit their now grown children in tokyo it's
1: mm-hmm. the first
0: time they visited them in a very long time their kids have kids so they've got grandkids to go visit and they're going to do like this one big trip out from their province to like visit Tokyo, see all the kids, get out of the house, etc. And basically they get there and their kids are kind of indifferent. And it's kind of all of a sudden like, oh shit, my mom and dad are here. We got to like entertain them. Do you guys want to take them out to do something? And like, you know, everybody's kind of pawing. And basically it just, it's a family drama that just starts to explore i mean it's about aging it's about the parent child dynamic over time and just how like and so if you if you feel disconnected from your parents or feel like you're not you know you don't make enough phone calls you don't stay in touch all of that stuff stuff that i'm sure people feel in general but it's probably exacerbated right now because of the circumstances of traveling etc um you wrap all that into again a movie that's also about like aging and like what lies for you down the road and again stars like two old people as the leads, which I feel like is just not something you see often at all. Like, Mm-mm. period. But especially I'm like, nobody ever needs to make a family drama about aging and all of these family dynamics ever again because he said it all in one Two hour and eleven minute movie, in nineteen fifty in nineteen fifty three. Yeah, it absolutely stunning, dude. I I cannot wait to like dive into his filmography. He's basic. He's known as like he might be the greatest director of all time in some circles. He's the name that kind of rises to the top of the list. And uh yeah, I I think I, I maybe you know I went immediately to his most well regarded one, which is Tokyo Story, the one I'm talking oh. about. Um. But I thought you se- told me this was the lost gym of his. I got no, you. No, no, no. several of the other ones like late spring, uh, an autumn evening, et cetera, um, are available on HBO Max through the criterion collection. So I am starting my my Ozu mm-hmm. journey. If you want to join me, I'm going to be talking about them sporadically over the next couple months because I just found like a new favorite director where I'm like, well, where the hell did this guy come from? Read just a little just a little brief background. Never married no kids live with his mother until she died yet somehow he made this movie that has all of these complex like male female dynamics as well family relationship all of this stuff and it's mm. just i'm like where where's all that come from so naturalistic just great shit very slow paced of course Obviously. very like slice of life but if you get into the the groove with it and you're in the mood for it i just like it was one of those where i was like oh maybe in like you know i'll wait a little bit maybe i'll take a break or like get something to eat and i just i all of a sudden i was like just fully in it and i was like i just I, you know yeah i don't want to do anything other than watch this movie right now one of the best things i've seen ever period uh flat see out, this 10 is
1: this is why we need to do my bit
0: about like movies you saw this is my, I mean, of this year stuff that I'm like, oh, I needed to go back and watch this. And, dude, I just had a great run. I watched Mona Lisa, The Third Man, Citizen Kane, and Tokyo Story all in the span of a week. And I was just like, dude, I love movies. Yeah, Movies are good. <laughs> movies oh, are boy, my shit. jam. Um, Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. That's... That's where I wanted to leave it. It was with Tokyo Story, the best movie I've seen all year. Holy shit. Um, and it was when I like, Veronica came downstairs, um, like, maybe like 20, 30 minutes after I'd finished it. And she was like, Are you good? And I was like, You want to watch some Tim and Eric? Like, I just got to watch something funny. And she's like, What happened? And I was like, I just, I don't know what to tell you. And I started explaining it to her. And as I'm telling her about the movie, I start crying. I was just like, I just can't deal with it. I didn't even tell you like where the plot goes, dude. But if you, I mean, Oh my God, give it a shot. It's also one that like, I want to recommend to mom, mom. I know you're listening, but I also like, don't want to put her through it at the same time. No. Oh my God, dude. No, I wouldn't Uh, do that right now. (laughs) Yeah. And maybe not the best circumstances for a lot of people to be checking that one out for the first time, but what a, what a masterpiece. Just wow. Okay anything else you want to throw out there we are i am not even going to try hours and 20 <laughs> no seven. sir Man, i'm not going to fall
1: into that trap there's nothing i can say that's going to top that experience you just had with movies um i i think i got some stuff i need to check out and make sure i get done before my year end is done with that movies as well as tv i look forward to doing albums with you very soon being the next yes, thing that we'll
0: kick off our end of the year wrap-up pods we are still preparing those lists. I've got a pretty solid set right now. But if, you have, if you're haven't, if you listening to this and you have any albums, movies, or TV from 2020 that you want to recommend for us to check out definitely. as we're making our list, etc., um, or you personally want to give a shout-out to, we'll read those on the future episodes. So you can email us, thearkofee at gmail.com. Yell at us on Instagram, at thearkofee network, on Twitter, at archivE And if you head over to Facebook and search for thearkofee, go find our page and Gavin handles that I handle the Instagram and Mr. Sunshine Mayfield, our good friend from bending, not breaking, which by the way, just concluded its third season. Uh, so they, they made it through the entire run of avatar, the last airbender, huge success, most successful podcast in the history of the archive network, huge hats off to all of those guys. Uh, Alex, Max, and Ben, uh, Yeah, they actually have a bonus episode up right now. If you're not an Avatar fan and you've been scared to jump into that one, do you like Steven Spielberg's The Terminal? Because they did a whole two-parter on it. Part one is up right now. A little bonus content as they prep for season four, which I believe will be them diving into The Legend of Korra, which is the spinoff of Avatar. Hmm. So you have that to look forward to. If you're not subscribed, jump over there and do that for them. And uh, I think that's all the housekeeping, really. Stay tuned to the RKV Network and the RKV Podcast specifically. we got more stuff coming for you in December. But for now, we're going to sign off. I have been Noah. And I have been Gavin. And we've been the Blanchard Brothers. And you've been listening to what we've been watching. And run the jewels. Run the jewels.